Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of a... The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. All right, here it is. Monday, the 31st day of July. 2023 hope you had a great weekend thanks for being here it's the bs my name's jason bailey right there that is nikki d that is me there's nelson good morning there's your phone number 916-909-0985 you can also text that uh, on the text machine messaging data rates apply the odyssey app and the baileyshow.com get our podcast stream us give us a like share follow on social media we're always on there at listen to the bs and then on the YouTube, if you subscribe at The Bailey Show, Greta Van Fleet passes the giveaway in the 7 o'clock hour. It's a game called Generally Speaking. It's a lot of fun. I hope you stick around for it. It's their Star Catcher World Tour, uh, August 8th at the Oakland uh, Arena. So we'll have that for you a little bit later on. Nelson learned a very valuable lesson <laughs> this weekend, from what I understand. Did he, though? It, did he? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Bef- before you assume, you might want to verify. Okay. Would that would that be the lesson learned? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like double verify. Double verify. Mm-hmm. So you were moving couches that were given to you by a coworker of ours, mm-hmm. and you had asked that coworker what? Hey, can you uh, can you help me out moving it? Can you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they responded with, "Yeah, man, no problem." Okay. Now you assumed that was what that that was from the living room it came out of to the living room it was going to. Okay, so that was your assumption. So a full, a full move, a full move. Yes. Okay. Just because you asked if you could help me move the couches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And what actually? happened what did that person actually mean uh they meant that they would help me get it from the living room they were in to the back of the truck i was transporting them in (laughs) (laughs) so so is it one was it one of those things where you you got the couches in the truck and you just didn't say anything did you say like i'll see it i'll see at my place or you just assumed he were he was following you right what did you say he said and you and you, you're driving down the road and you look behind you and you're like he's not there. <laughs> or you get to your place and you're waiting and waiting and you're like he's not coming. No, I knew before I left his domicile that there would be no further assistance because as I was finishing up loading the stuff in, he's like, "All right, man, now I just got to wait for my buddy to get here." He said that. Yeah, because his he was going to uh, he was going to San Francisco that that afternoon. Oh, he's so, going to the Taylor Swift. Concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So he's like, yep, all right, I'm just waiting for my buddy to get here now, and then we're going to head on out to San Francisco. And so I go, awesome. <laughs> Have a good trip. Because at that point, I didn't want to be like, well, you gonna, can, you, can you help me? Because I felt like I was already putting him out, you know, at that point. I just, but I did just you go early enough for him to actually come back and help you? Because you did know that he was leaving at a certain time. Yeah, I was there by 11. Yeah, that's not enough time if he's leaving at 12. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but I didn't know what yeah. time he was leaving. He said. I he mean, was... he said what time he was leaving multiple times. When? He said it when we were at lunch. He said it when we were out in in well, the I miss, common area. I missed the big bo- uh, big bulk of lunch. Uh, yeah. because of my car accident. So if he said it then, I don't remember it. Well, you also have to take into consideration. We're, we're talk- It's a coworker of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on the show, and we've talked to him. His name's Complex. But it, you also have to assume that if he's going over to the Bay Area to see that show, you probably shouldn't have even done it on that day at all. Yeah, you could have done it on Sunday when he came back. And also I have a feeling that, and, and everybody's kind of experienced, it's it's this vibe where you know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And you know what you're thinking, and they know what you're saying, and they know what you're thinking, but the words that are actually being spoken are to avoid what you know. Mm. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Purposely vague. Because <laughs> in his mind, he probably is like, I'm giving you the couches. I'm not going to yeah. give them to you well, and move them. Well, I'm going to give him money. And, and yeah. Don't say yeah. I mean, well, he told you you can have them. And so. at the end, like the exchange, Nikki D, where... Nelson's like, all right, man, well, thanks. Complex knew what he was alluding to. <laughs> exactly. Because Nelson has got that, excuse me, sir, uh-huh. could you give me some bread? Kind of yeah. that, that, that pathetic, that vibe where it's like, is there any more you could possibly do for me? <laughs> That's so perfect. <laughs> Minus the British accent. Right. right. <laughs> So you never made it clear that you wanted him to actually no, help you. Nel- Nelson's the kind of guy that asks for more without asking for more. Yeah. It's it's like it's the dog that wants to come home from PetSmart on Saturday but doesn't know how to speak. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yes. the eyes. And then what's crazy is I even volunteered. I'm like, if you need me to help you, let me know. I'll come help you. He says, no, I already got it covered. No. So how did you okay. get? How'd you get it upstairs? I, I, he made it up the stairs. You, there's no way you picked up a couch by yourself. He the couch, did. the couch I had to use a dolly for, but the the oversized chair I just put over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to do it by himself because by there the wasn't time, anybody else there. By the time I got to his house, it was inside. Huh? So I mean, unless he got a neighbor sending outside nope. to help him, I don't think he's lying about it. He Mm-mm. got it in there. No, I got it up in there. It would have even been easier if I would have just put the the oversized couch on the dolly. But I'm like, uh. I don't want to mess with it. I know I can just lift this up, so I just put it above my head. And Where'd you get the dolly? The dolly. Well, I have a dolly, but there was one that came with the, the truck as well. Oh, you Oh, you, you, you rented a truck? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you put it in your truck. No, there'd be no way. Well, just an FYI for future reference mm-hmm. is that when somebody gives you something, sure, especially a large item like a couch, mm-hmm. automatically assume they're not helping you move it because that's status quo. I mean, that is understood mm-hmm. because they're giving it to you. Like, I got to tell you something. And mm-hmm. here's another thing. I, I have two televisions and I text both you and Nikki D and yes. I said, anybody need a TV? And they're mm-hmm. nice TVs. They're just a little older. They work fine. They're fairly smart. You know, <clears throat> whatever. I don't need them anymore. And it's pointless for me to sell them for 25, 50 bucks. It's just too much of a headache. Nikki D says, no, thank you. I don't mm-hmm. need any TVs. Nelson, of course, needs something. So he says, yes, I'll take them. Okay, well. How much would you want for it? Oh, you did say that. I offered money. But yeah. he's giving it to you. And it's funny that you're even bringing this up because when we were at his house arranging the furniture, I said, Nelson, where's the TVs Bailey said you can have? And he's like, 
I, I just haven't gotten them yet. He hasn't brought them or something like no, that. No, I didn't he say said. he has not brought them. Do not it's misrepresent. It's something like that you said. And I'm no. like, you got to go get those TVs. Go, that's my point, is that if someone's giving, you have to be at least proactive. Yeah. Right? Hey, let me let me pop over there Sunday. And that's the other thing. If you say you're coming over, make sure you're over at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's been a couple different times. Mr. <laughs> time is a number, you know. Oh, I'll be over there tomorrow afternoon. It's five o'clock. <laughs> What's well, it's afternoon in London. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, can I have some bread? <laughs> like, like you're the worst giver freer guy ever. Yeah. Because because it's almost this is a problem is that you don't realize it, but you do everything that you shouldn't do when someone gives you something for free for free <laughs> and then you realize why they don't want to give you anything for free anymore <laughs> did i do something wrong you see why now i don't want to ask people for stuff nikki cuz i always mess stuff up so i just would rather just not well you didn't ask them for it both of them voluntarily gave it to you that's the difference you keep saying you're asking you didn't Complex offered to give you the furniture. Daily offered to give you the TVs. All you had to do was pick it up. I mean, that's like thousands of dollars worth of free stuff. Free stuff. Nice stuff too. That couch is nice. I was like, dang, I and probably took this. Busy at his apartment picking lint out of his belly button. <laughs> it's a deep. I'm belly just button. too busy. Too busy. <laughs> I just feel like going over to Bailey's house and bothering him, even if even to take things away from him. You know what I mean? You need like, to leave the studio today and drive directly to his house and pick up those TVs. Well, first thing you need to ask if that's convenient for me, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm trying to put a fire up under him. Well, I, I'm I'm going to probably leave the televisions outside. I don't want them coming in. Right. Well, however you're going to do it. You know, I when might we- even leave them at the end of the street. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Better. And hope he picks them up before somebody else. He doesn't care at that point. Not free for Nelson. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, my name's Nelson, so maybe he means me. It's a, it's a common last name. People, right. people driving around my neighborhood, look at these two nice TVs leaning against a stop sign <laughs> with a sign on them. Not free. Uh, for Put a picture of Nelson. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just so you can't try to snag. A picture of him with his life jacket on from Wake Island. <laughs> That's cold. Classic. That's cold. <laughs> thing didn't even button. Uh, all right. Well, you learned your lesson. I did. That's good. Is it convenient today for me to get the, the TV? I don't know. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. Ask me later. Okay. <laughs> Ask him at 10. Ask me at 10. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing later today. All right? Uh-huh. But it could be like 11... You know, when I'm going home about 11.30 or something, mm-hmm. I'll text you. I'm available. Okay. I need you here by noon. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> I can make that happen. You really have to jump through fire when somebody gives you something. You do. Right? You do. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I might be, a, if you're there at like 12.04, no later, no earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. 12.04. <laughs> yeah. If not, I'm close. Like, if it's 12.03, tick, 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 12.04, and you're walking up my driveway, I'm closing the garage <laughs> on you. You're going to have to roll under it. Yeah. Right. 916-909-0985, you want to start us out. Went and saw Oppenheimer. This- oh, awesome. 
Oh, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> this weekend, give you a recap. I'll tell you the most, I will tell you the most interesting thing about the movie, in my opinion. You can't give a spoiler on a movie about history, by the way. Um, in my opinion, it has nothing to do with Oppenheimer. Well, really has little to do with Oppenheimer or the bomb. The most interesting thing in the movie that blew my mind. Uh, give us a minute here. Hang on. Let's see how well I can do this Oppenheimer thing without getting beat up on, on what I forgot or what I missed. Yeah, you know what's coming. Uh, and there can't be spoiler. Like We need to define spoiler. Spoiler is more or less you're going to see a movie or watch a television show and somebody dies at the end that you don't know and the trailer dies. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about a movie like Oppenheimer that's about history and everything has been documented for the last you know, almost 100 years, uh, it, and it's more or less a biopic, then there's no such thing as a spoiler. Now, they were saying that you did a spoiler alert for Barbie, I guess because you told what it was about, I guess, in detail, because maybe they didn't watch the trailer. Again, I mean, <laughs> really, you want to go back and forth on if I told a spoiler alert about Barbie? I mean, you want to have that conversation? We can have that conversation. Uh, I don't think I did. Anyway, so Oppenheimer, you know, had, it went and saw Barbie last weekend. And then my wife owed me one, so I wanted to go see Oppenheimer this weekend. Um, this is the first time that I remember that I can remember she actually fell asleep in the movie. Whoa, that oh. must have been boring. It is a very, very long movie. And we went to the 10-10 showing. Wow, it's pushing three hours, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah I would have fell asleep, too. <laughs> it, it's very good. It's, you know, if you like history, it's got great actors in it, actors that, to the I mean, you see Matt Damon in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's Robert Downey Jr. Where? He's a main he's a main dude. I forget the guy's name, but he's a main dude. Really? Does a fantastic job. There's all kinds of great actors and actresses uh in this movie. And and so for those that don't know, Oppenheimer is credited as the father of the atomic bomb. World War II, Germany starts their um their uh, nuclear arms race, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. They, they they started they started uh, developing weapons of mass destruction, and we were four years behind the eight ball. And at this time, you know, you've got Germany, you've got the Soviet Union, you've got Japan now uh, get getting involved in, in World War II. And so, the United States government says we need the smartest minds in the in, in the United States to go and build. This bomb. this bomb, you right. know, what's crazy about this whole thing? And this is like the little things that you pick out that you can't read on Wiki or learn in a history book uh, or even realize it, I guess, until you see the visual is that all of the scientists and the brainiacs that were working on all these weapons of mass destruction for their country knew each other. They were actually friends. Like, but in different countries. In different countries, because Oppenheimer studied under the German scientist that was in charge of the German program. Really? And they all knew each other. Well, he tried to, well, I don't want to do that. That's a spoiler. But okay. it, they, they they all knew each other and were friends on some type of level. Well, because that's interesting. Yeah, they're all brainiacs, and they all travel around to mm-hmm. different you know places in the world to study different types of physics and this and this and that. Uh, but Oppenheimer was different. You know, he was uh, he was a dreamer. You know, he had these achievements in quantum physics and nuclear physics and what his understand. And it's like weird stuff. All they did was sat around and talk about theory. 
And you look at this room full of all these brainiacs and go, how are y'all getting paid? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you do for a living? How are you so, like, rich and you just sit around and talk about what you think? Yeah, because I think them sitting around talking about what they think leads to things being done, like cures for diseases and stuff like that. They yeah, but just have to brainstorm it first. Yeah, but who's writing the check, though? Yeah, who's funding that? I guess the, the school. I guess the somebody. school or the government okay, or whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, then you get into Los Alamos uh, in New Mexico, which, for those that don't know, was the city that was built uh, for this project and where they brought everybody there. And it was, I mean, we're talking like the early 40s into the mid 40s, and um, and 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 it, the the security was horrible. Like the the leaks, it, it was it was really really bad. Because that's what the movies. It's really all just a flashback. Uh huh. Because after the war, uh, Oppenheimer opposed the hydrogen bomb, and so he became very anti that. But and remember, in those days. Uh, the Communist Party was kind of like the leftist cool thing to do, you know, was that it's anti-establishment. It wasn't what we look at it as today. You know, you know, anytime there's an election, you hear, oh, he's a socialist. And, you know, and the, the words are kind of thrown around, but it doesn't scarlet letter you. Right. If you were to say to somebody now, oh, my God, you're a communist. Right. Or you're a fascist or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're scarlet letter. You're a Nazi. You're scarlet letter. At that time, it was an idea, right? The, and, and people were like, that's an interesting idea. Maybe we should kind of take heed. And we're still kind of building this country. This is post-industrial revolution, like only by 10-ish years. Sure. You know, getting back on our feet after the Great Depression. Well, it's like the controversy that came up last week with him having the wrong flag in there. I mean, Hawaii wasn't a state, nor was Alaska when right. the, world, the Second World War ended. And I saw, and I saw that shot too. And I'm going one, two, three, four. <laughs> Counting the stars. <laughs> and, and, and truth be told, I actually looked down to my right hand for the remote. I swear to God, so you could pause it. To pause it, yeah. Oh my gosh. We're sitting there watching the movie. I'm like, oh, this is the scene. And I look down. I, oh, I, what am I? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the movie. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. I mean, the whole movie was very, very interesting. It's very good. Uh, you have to be into this stuff, and you have to want to learn. So you stayed up the whole time. I did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. My, my wife was. She she laid down on my shoulder and then on my lap, and I was like, God, that's kind of weird. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> and 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 then I, you know, I every once, you know, I got to move around. I can't sit still for long, so I'm cracking my knuckles or I'm stretching or you're doing something. And she just she keeps like kind of nudging in and like stop 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 I'm like sorry sorry i didn't realize she was sleeping i thought she was <laughs> I thought she loved me <laughs> she was sleeping. then afterwards as we're walking out of the movie theater she says uh she says you know uh, i don't know if i ever told you this and i don't know if you know this but you have some interesting quirks about you when when you're at the movies you know because of your ocd you know you do certain things and you know body movements and knuckles and all this other stuff I said, oh, I, I mean, I, I guess I know. I just haven't realized it. I, I go, is that, is that a problem? Does it bother you? She goes, yeah, it does when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> when I'm trying to sleep. All right. I said, you need to be still. And she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I took a little snack uh, or snap in there. I said, really? She goes, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the whole thing. It, it's a long movie. Uh-huh. And if you're not into it, you're done. Right. It, it's not action-packed. I mean, you get your sex, you get your vibe. If you're looking for... The bomb dropping mm-hmm. and seeing people's skin come off their bodies and stuff—you're not going to get that. Mm. 
It's 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 not that at all. It's all flashback, how it's done, how he they people were treated. Matt Damon does a really good job in, in, in the movie, um, and afterwards, and where we're at now. I'm surprised there's no ulterior motives being thrown around like Barbie and every other movie that exists that comes out <laughs> is that, you know, it's be careful going to watch this. This is Hollywood trying to program your brain to become a communist. This is Hollywood trying to program your brain that to that we don't need a weapons of mass destruction for our defense. And the, right. it, every movie has that. We'll do something in about 20 minutes. It'll prove the point. But every movie, see, it's not like the 80s where you could just go to the movie theater and it was campy and it was cool, mm-hmm. and it was what it was. Mm-hmm. No movie was bad. No movie was great. No hidden messages. <laughs> it was just a movie. And you walked out of the movie going, that was fun, cool. What are you doing tomorrow? Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't, I can't believe all the feminism that's going on in this. They're, they're trying to get, they're grooming women to take over the world. <laughs> that's all we do. We go to the movies. We can't just, and, 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 Kind of rightfully so, because a lot of these movies, on the way that they're they're produced, you know, you have no idea. Anyway, so this is something very, very interesting that I saw in this movie. You'll see it too. Again, this is history, so it's it's common knowledge. I just didn't think of it. Oppenheimer was friends with Albert Einstein. Oh, that is interesting. Okay, Oppenheimer was born in 1904, and he died at night in 1967 at the age of 62. I'm 48. I was born in 1975. Today, the year is 2023, just to make sure we're all on the same page. In my eyes, that's not that long ago. No. Right? No, not at all. No. You know, maybe if you're, maybe if you're your, your guys' age, you know, and 10 years removed from me, maybe it is a long time ago. But Einstein, born in 1879. Dang. Oh, I never thought about that. He died in... In 1955, at the age of 76. 1955. I didn't know he was born in the 1800s. Well, that's not the point. You should be saying, I, I can't believe he died in the 50s. I can't believe that either. I mean, he was, Albert, this is the guy that we buy his t-shirt at Hot Topic, right? Uh-huh. This, the smartest man ever to ever live. Ever live, yep. Right? And he was around when our parents were in yeah. high school. Well, Dang. not mine. And my parents has never even mentioned that. Like anything about them. I, I, well, I'm sure they the weren't. News or Nikki, I'm sure your going on. parents weren't hanging out with him. I mean, right. they weren't hanging out with him, but I'm sure <laughs> something might have happened in that time frame to be like, oh, you know, Albert Einstein did this and I witnessed it or saw it live. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty cool. Oppenheimer will go to Einstein and he, he kind of takes a shot at him at a point in a movie like. He's really not the smartest guy anymore. Oh. I am. Wow. And But he will go with him and get some advice. Sure. And, and he keeps going back to Einstein, and Einstein's out by the way. It's kind of trippy to think about it uh, because, you know, again, we're, we're way removed, right, from all this and way removed from World War II, way removed from, um, from the atomic bomb, uh, but it's still not that far off. Well, yeah, like you said, you were born 20 years after he died. Right. 20 years? You can my get, grandma about this now. You can get 20 years in a blink. <laughs> Ask your grandma if she hung out with Albert Einstein. But not if she hung out with him, but I know there had to be something that occurred during her time that was, like, talked about on the news or mm. something. 
I never even thought about that. Talk, Albert Einstein on the news? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about all that. It might be something. The I'm reels. asking her anyway. And so the, the, the atomic bomb, when dropped, um, and this is another interesting thing, is they talk about how they're, again, this is history, this is all documented, that they talk about their targets in the movie, and they, the, the guy that's, I guess, leading this council um, trying to figure, they had 10 different targets. Mm-hmm. And he takes one off the list and he goes, oh, no, 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 my wife and I vacation there. So if that's real, if that Ooh. line is real, wow. thousands of lives were saved because this dude and his wife would vacation at this spot. Isn't and they make a mini mojito, man. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so, you know, and so they pick, the, they pick their targets, mm-hmm. uh, which is Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and they drop the atomic bomb. The atomic bomb explodes over the city. It doesn't. The atomic bomb doesn't land. Like, yeah, I guess I never knew where the actual explosion happened at. It, it happens like twelve. I think it happens like twelve thousand. From what I, re, it doesn't. They don't talk about this in the movie. This is from what I remember, been told, or learned. Mm-hmm. I believe, and this is where I could get beat up, but I believe that the atomic bomb, when dropped, it explodes. It's like twelve thousand feet above its target, and then it goes down, sucks it in, and then goes out. Uh, so it's dropped over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but Japan was war- warned and we had, Germany had already been defeated. Japan was left. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so they were warned. They, we, we told them, Truman had told them, President Truman had told them, we have a very, very powerful weapon that we're going to use against you unless this ends. So there's a, you, we just automatically think we dropped the bomb to end the war. Mm-hmm. But you don't really think about how did that end the war? They weren't big military towns. They weren't cap- like we. It wasn't like we won because we captured the flag or blew up the flag. Right. So how did you win the war? Well, we said to them, hey, look, we have these very powerful weapons that we can drop on you at any time. We want you to stop. You know, we want this war to end. Mm-hmm. And they refused. Well, they were notorious fighters. Like, they were going to go all the way to the wall with this. To the death. Well, even after, there were sects of uh, Japanese fighters that didn't, they were disconnected from the empire that continued fighting in the Pacific Rim for for a, a long period afterwards, not realizing that it had ended. So we drop it after, you know, dropping leaflets and saying, hey, look, get out of Dodge. We're, we're going to show you that we have this weapon. Mm-hmm. And even though... Thousands. I mean, I think close to 100,000 collectively people had died. And it was really the people that survived that got it worse because they got the radiation afterwards. Ugh. Right. Yeah. I mean, the people that got the the brunt of the storm Mm -hmm. that were ground zero, they didn't feel a thing. Uh, But the people that were on the outskirts, Mm -hmm. you know, it was horrible. It was hard. And I hope this never happens again in the the history of the history. Um, That's what ended the war. But. They, they say this a few different times, and it does make sense. We had to drop that in order to save lives. Yes. So that they would get the picture. Which is so ass backwards. I know. Right? And those poor people had to suffer yep. because they just wouldn't stop. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Einstein and bombs. I'd go see it. I would not go see, I would not do the Barbie Meyer Oppen thing. Barbenheimer, you wouldn't do the Barbenheimer. I would not do. No way, if that movie's three hours? Yeah, that's, no. that's, a, that's a rough run. You're, mm-hmm. you're, your mind is going to be very confused. And you're not <laughs> supposed to go to the bathroom in between. That's crazy. Yeah, you, you, I, I got up twice during the movie. <laughs> Again, looking for the remote to pause. 
But I got up twice. It's it's that's a lot. That's that's five hours of over five hours of yeah. movie time. Oof. That's absurd. You're gonna have a UTI. <laughs> exactly. You know. All right. First round of headlines. What do you got? I'm gonna tell you why carnival goers were trapped spinning and what celebrity threw a mic into a crowd. All right. Two big stories from today. Getting learned here in just a minute. Hang- Big thanks to good guys, heating and air, best service, best price. That is guaranteed. That's no BS. 530-GOOD-AIR. All right, Nikki D. A carnival ride left people spinning out of control. H1. Amusement park riders outside New York City say they were left traumatized after one spinning ride didn't stop spinning. This is one of the main reasons why I don't get on the little carnival rides and the things that go in circles and up in the air anymore because you cannot depend on these things to properly work. This is according to ABC 7 News. There was this amusement park in New York called Rye Playland where they got on what's called the Music Express, kind of like what you described, Bailey, that you want to DJ on where it spins around and plays the music. Well, this ride is exactly that. It spins forward, and then at one point it stops and it starts to spin backwards. Well, when it started spinning backwards, it would not stop. Initially, the guy who was controlling it tried to pull the emergency brake. That didn't work. So then they had to end up going and unplugging the ride totally to get it to stop. So they're saying that they're not sure what caused the malfunction. Some people are saying it was only two minutes they were stuck. Other people are saying they were stuck for 10 minutes. Any amount of minutes spinning is too much for me. The narration of the guy film didn't seem like anybody was too worried. And, but the, there's a guy that's, that's filming this whole thing, and he's like, this is why I don't ride rides. Yes. This is why I don't do it. <laughs> this is why I don't do it. Exactly. I'm like, why are you there? You know, is your kid on this thing? Like, why, why You'd are be you, more concerned, right? Yeah, why are you filming? Like, why are you even standing there? That's why I don't, I, don't, I don't get on these. I don't do this. And then the parents of the kids were all doing the same thing, and they kept their, their hands were up like they had, like, 10 fingers up. They're just like, calm down, calm down. Because they're screaming. And it looked mm-hmm. like the ride kept getting faster and faster. They're going in reverse out of all things. Absolutely. And so after, like you said, Nikki D, after X amount of time, whatever, um, the, you see these two guys, you know, they're carnival workers, me- mechanics. You know, they got the, bl- <laughs> <laughs> they look like they don't want to be there. Oh, man, another one of these two. And they walk up there, and then it's over. So you're saying all they did was unplug Pull the plug. Yep, that's all they Nobody did. else could do that. Nobody else could. I guess, again, they tried to do the emergency break first, and that didn't work. So I can imagine they were like, oh, God, what do we do? And then one of them goes and just pulls the plug. How does a ride malfunction like that? Because they're not doing whatever these maintenance checks is properly that they're supposed to be doing. They're saying they're done. They probably had it written down on paper that it was done, but they didn't properly check it. And all they did was pull the plug. They had a bunch of tools with them, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they just pulled the plug. <laughs> they walked up there, miserable. Looked like they just got done winning a goldfish. You know, like, oh, jeez. A long day at the fair. Hey, Bill, pull the plug. That's all you got to do. Yeah, they probably use the tools to fix it after they pull the plug. Does a carnival slash fair give you something for free like an airline would and or should if something goes wrong? Not a chance. What, can they give you? Some funnel cakes? So, yeah, food certificate. Sure, food certificate, ride tickets. I don't think they give you any annual pass, <laughs> can a dip, a, a free uh, stuffed animal, a turkey leg. I take that turkey leg. So you don't. So car, you're saying carnivals? I don't think they do. They don't. Mm-mm. I don't. I think they just give you an apology and say I'm sorry. And who's in charge of the carnival? Is there like a mayor? Now, see, that's a great mm-hmm. question. The direct, like, if you have a really, I've never gone to a carnival and or a fair 
Now, the, the, now the, the state fair that we have was very well organized. Yes. I think this was the past, last weekend, this past weekend, but mm-hmm. it was very well organized. They had workers, and I got to tell you, the workers that they had there, even the ones that were working the, the, the vendors, were very nice. Like, I didn't know where the uh, venue was for the concert, and I came in on the other side of the park, oh. and that was the first time I had ever been there. I didn't realize it wraps around. It was it huge. So I'm, I'm trying to find out, <clears throat> you know, where my family's at, and er- everybody knew where I was, you know. Yes, sir. You just go straight to the right. You see, you see those those arches. Yep, you're gonna go right. Thank you. Thank. You. Am I going the right to right? Oh, I, absolutely. You're just going up here and going to the right. Everybody knew where I was going. Now you come to these rinky dink fairs that are in the parking lot. Yes. Of a shopping center mm-hmm. that only has two stores: a nail salon and a wax place. <laughs> and those are the ones you got to be worried about. But who's in charge? Because they pack up and leave like right. in a few days. They're on the road. So I don't know. I guess whatever management company manages this particular carnival. But who on site is in charge? Oh, see, I don't know. I've never talked to anybody in charge at a carnival. Well, and have you ever seen anyone walking around a carnival that looked like they were in charge? charge yeah. No. Yeah, they had like security with them or something. <laughs> like you even go to these concerts and there's you'll see someone walking around or in like a little golf cart. And you go, oh, I bet that's the person that's running it. They got walkie-talkies on. Mm-hmm. They have like their eyes have got that thousand-yard stare because they're looking at everything. Yep. If you go to one of these uh, parking lot carnivals, you're right. You never see the person in charge. <laughs> but I think in this story, this because this is a, a p- amusement park in New York, somebody is in charge of this. They're open every day. So they probably did something for these people in this oh. case because it wasn't a regular like parking lot carnival. I okay. bet you can go up to five different people at this fair or this carnival. They'd all say they're in charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my own charge. They probably would because they lie and give themselves more power than they have. <laughs> um, I'm Ted Mechanic all the here. Time. I've, many years. That's how I knew it. Unplug it. <laughs> I am this week's employee of the month for the fair. That's Period. what I do. All right, second story. <laughs> throwing, th- throwing things on stage got one concert goer hit with the mic. H2. Rapper Cardi B threw down, literally, at a concert Saturday after someone in the audience splashed her with a beverage. So in Vegas, Cardi B was performing this past Saturday, this according to TMZ. And in the video, you see this lady take a cup of, I guess, ice and water is what it looked like. And she flings it at her and it hits her square on right in the face. And Cardi B just stops lip syncing because that's what everybody's in an uproar about. And she throws the microphone. It's not clear if she hit the person she was supposed to. I was hoping that she did, but she still hasn't come out and said anything yet. But again, people are focusing on the fact more so that somebody threw something at her that when she threw the microphone, the music kept going to prove she was lip syncing. And and they should. I was going to say, if <laughs> if you take anything from this story, if you're a Cardi B fan, you should be mad at yourself that she's lying to you. <laughs> I mean, Everybody's lip syncing though at these concerts. It, it's hard. And they, That's they, what they do. What are these concerts? Because I don't know. The last couple of concerts I've been to, they weren't lip syncing. It's really hit or miss, to be honest. And then they might lip sync some parts, and then some parts they're saying or talking live. But almost every concert, they're lip syncing at some point okay. that I've been to. Right. The music you listen to, mm-hmm. they lip sync. Oh. The music I listen to, they don't. So no rockers nope. ever lip sync. We're talking about the ones that the concerts that we've been to recently. Well, I know not the ones we've been to recently, but I'm just saying, period. Period. They're not supposed to. Not that I know of. I can't think of a rock band that has been 
called out for lip syncing. I can I know there are rock bands that get called out for too much reverb. Mm-hmm. Not so much what is it, auto auto tune. Auto tune, but more reverb. Sure, and like a backing track, so like some of those high notes that you hear in the... A backing track, uh, yeah. Like a lot of the... I remember one band in particular, the early days of Saliva, there was a, another artist that was upcoming at the time, and we were watching a set of Saliva, and they turned to me and go, man, I can't believe they use those backing tracks. It's so weak. I'll never forget that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. Nor did I care or notice it, right. to be honest with you. But the lip sync thing, I do have a problem with. I mean, because you're being lied to. Like, what? What? Why? What did I just? What did I pay for? Huh, right. I paid for you to. You're not even working. Like, you're lying to me. You're stealing my money. You're you're up on stage doing some goofy ass dance with a microphone, and just every once in a while saying, uh, 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 <laughs> and they're playing your CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that is a lie. But people have accepted that. Like I said, I've no, seen No, 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 no. Certain people have accepted Everybody that. who shows up at these concerts and buys the tickets, they're accepting it. If you accept lip sync at a concert, that's on you. I agree. And if you enjoy that, something wrong with you. But I feel like if you're going to go see Cardi B, you know she's lip syncing. So why you guys are making it a big deal, this is the part that I don't get. This is not her first time lip syncing at a concert. When I saw her in concert... Parts of it, she definitely lip synced. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but why does she have to? I don't know why. Maybe like, she's tired. I've seen plenty of rap shows and <laughs> they <know>. rap. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like, what's the point of doing what you do? You know, Maybe that's because they cram in all these shows back to back to back to back to back and it's too much. God, only if people knew that we we're still in bed. Right. You know, this is all we fake. We this days ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. can't lies. wait for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for Sunday, July 30th. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just Oops. to make sure I timestamp it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, 916-909-0985. You want to get involved? That's cool. We'll go back to the Oppenheimer thing. And, you know, it's almost impossible to find a movie that won't divide you, won't make you question what the uh, concept behind the movie is. It's It's absurd. Right, that we can't go see a movie, and we're programmed to think this way. So it's on us, okay. just as much as it is on the movie theater, because this is how we think. This is how we're all trained to think, by walking out of the movie and not being able to enjoy it for what it was, but have to think that there's some ulterior motive. So I asked Nelson to go get a list of very popular movies, and I'm going to see if I can find something wrong with it. I bet you can. I, well, yeah, I'm going to play. <laughs> this is a this is a, all devil's advocate, of course. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that here next. Hang on. Hey, good morning. Thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Real quick, back to that Cardi B story about her throwing the microphone after somebody throwing some kind of liquid on her, mm-hmm. and her song keeps playing. Is that not the best? Is that not the funniest thing in the world? Is when the song continues to go and there's chaos that surrounds everything. <laughs> People are fighting and yelling and throwing and stuff, but the song the so- the song has no emotion. The song nope. doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there is a plus to if you're if you are lip syncing, is that the music still goes on without any hit. The show goes on, the uh-huh. crowd keeps dancing. Right. There's nothing that there's nothing that's going to stop that C D. It's gonna continue to play. Years and years ago, uh, uh, the there was a it was Journey and Night Ranger, 
and the guitarist for Night Ranger at the time is uh, is an acquaintance of mine, Joel Hoekstra. And uh, I did not know him at the time. I didn't even know his name at the time, to be honest with you. He's also David Coverdale's uh, guitarist for White Snake. Okay, yeah. He's, he's one of the best guitarists that's out there. He's very good. Uh, and he looks like Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. Uh, he does Trans-Siberian Orchestra and blah, blah, blah. So uh, somebody calls my show at the time and says, the guitarist for Night Ranger was lip-syncing. And I said, what? I go, what does that mean? How do you lip-sync an instrument? And he goes, <laughs> He's, he was not playing the, the, the guitar. You can tell by the equipment that he had, this guy knew everything. Oh, He had a blah, 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 500 and... You need a blah 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 seven fifty, and he didn't even have it plugged in, and blah blah. He was I, pulling a violin scam. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He's pulling <laughs> the homeless violin scam. I had no idea what the guy was talking about. So I was in Orlando at the time doing radio, and this guy calls the show, and in, in, in the in the concert was the night before, and we go into break, and as we're coming out of break, the hotline rings, mm-hmm. and it's uh, I get I get a, my phone screener. I, I said, "Who's on the hotline?" You know, on the air. And he goes, it's the guitarist for Night Ranger. <laughs> I said, okay. I'll not confront you. <laughs> I said, okay. Said, Are you sure? I go, it's kind of random, but pretty cool. You know, he's like, yeah. So he comes on, he goes, yeah, my buddy who's the sound guy uh, is still back there in Orlando and he heard your show and he heard this guy say this and I just wanted to come on and set the record straight. Oh, so what did he say? He says, you don't know what you're talking about, kid. And he goes and explains the equipment. Again, I don't know what he's talking about, but he goes uh-huh. and explains the equipment. And he goes, I, I didn't have to plug in because, you know, it's wireless and uh-huh. all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> no, nobody's calling in and defending Cardi B, though. No. No, it's just not happening. All right, uh, Oppenheimer was good. As I just recapped, uh, him knowing Einstein and Einstein dying in the 50s I thought was pretty cool. But like I was saying before, you can't. And, and still, you know, box office smashes. Barbie's still at number one, Oppenheimer at number two. But this, you're looking at collectively a billion dollars of sales. So if you're a theater buff like myself, you know, that's good for the movies. You know, I'd hate to see them go anywhere that you have two blockbuster right. hits going at one time and people are going to the movies and watching it. And it was a diverse crowd that went and saw Oppenheimer. You had young, middle, old. Uh, everybody was going there to learn some history and whatnot. So it was pretty cool. But I walked out of the movie theater, and, and it's sad but true, but we're all programmed like this now is to find out what the ulterior motive in a movie is. You know, with Barbie, it was kind of easy. The Internet helped you out with the kind of feminism, you know, push. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's a fine line between being uh, a supportive of females and their rights for equal pay and uh, for, what is this? Is it Johnny Cash doing Barbie Girl? Oh, no, it's AI Johnny Cash. Oh, excuse me, AI. Get that out there. God, it sounds wow. just like he did it. <laughs> they just doing anything with this AI. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds just like Johnny Cash. <laughs> Actually, that's really good. I really good. I've seen him do this live. Actually, I like it better than what, Aqua. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Aqua. So I was walking out of Oppenheimer trying to figure out what is, what is and, and I hate that I did this, but what is the ulterior motive behind it? You know, is it a... Uh, a Jewish thing because Oppenheimer was Jewish. We were, mm-hmm. you know, we did not drop the atomic bomb on Germany. No. Obviously, we know uh, about the Nazi thing and all that. But uh, so was it that? Was it an anti 
we don't need weapons of mass destruction because the point of the movie is Oppenheimer, even after creating what then became the atomic bomb, um, him not really knowing the plan uh, and him not going into it going, hey, let's kill all these people. Right. Mm-hmm. But is, you know, and afterwards being anti-hydrogen bomb uh, and then them him, the, the our government questioning if he's a true patriot or not, blah, blah, blah. That's what the whole movie's about. Uh, is it that? Is that the ulterior motive? Is it against... Like against blind patriotism or against like going back on, on your word or... Well, you pick it. It really... It, I don't know. You know, it's it just... I. My point is, is that we're programmed to think that way. To find something. You know, and, and I hate to be the old guy, get off my lawn type of deal, but, you know, if you think about the movies from the 80s were so simplistic. They, they, I, I don't ever remember... Now, of course, I was younger too, but even in the 90s, you didn't walk out of the movies going, you know... That must be about the message. You weren't worried about the message. No, you, you just liked the movie, and it was good or it was bad. Right. Even even the superhero movies, like the you know the the not original, but when Batman mm-hmm. and I'm talking about Michael Keaton, I'm talking yes. about George Clooney, Val Kilmer, those Batmans. By the way, Michael Keaton, best Batman. Fight me on it. You, you didn't walk out going, well, what is this really about? But then you get the um, the Dark Knight. And all kinds of messages in there. Oh, yeah, that's a, a commentary on, on today and excess. and Yeah, absolutely. So I figured it'd be fun if Nelson could grab a copy. I've not seen his list. Okay. And we'll see if we can play the Today's Mind on any of the older movies. Okay. Okay. But you got to be, like, really over the top. Like, this has got to be. <laughs> I got you. you know, this, is the, this, this movie, if you, look, if you read between, it's Illuminati. You know, that kind of stuff. All right, go ahead. All right, how about... I'll give you an easy one. Nobody could be opposed to this movie. Big. 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 Well, that's easy. One of my favorites. So Big, right, was about women who really were like cougars and predators, but they made it be okay to be a cougar predator because you were a woman. Because if it was a man and it was reversed, it would have been a whole big deal. Well, it's just simple. It's about pedophilia. Right, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's really simplistic. At, at at the end, she knows he's a kid. She knows he is. She still kissed him. Absolutely. Yes, she did. She still had thoughts. You could see it in her eyes while she's sitting in there in her sports Subaru. And she was sad because she wanted to keep him and she wanted to be in bed with him the whole time. She still wanted to bang the 13-year-old. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, that was easy. I can't believe you guys could ruin big. <laughs> it's not us. It's today. It's today. How about Rocky. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, the positive is, you know, underdog. I mean, that's what it's all. That's Absolutely. what it's supposed yeah. to be about. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it's really about, as oh. we both know Nikki did. We do. What is it really about? <sighs> it's about how Italian-Americans are kept down in this country. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They've been super suppressed. And they have to fight so much harder than everybody else to get on top, even to climb the stairs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's about... Immigration, illegal immigration. Oh Absolutely. Can they really contribute to society? Absolutely. I mean, that's the question when I walk out of Rocky. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, but we got that oh nailed. And if you don't mind, I want to add on to it. Okay, go ahead. In support of PETA, there's no mm-hmm. reason to chase around those chickens. Absolutely not. That was uncalled for. I mean, they didn't have to put that in there, but that's, that's the hidden message. We should see if we can get that scene striked out of there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Needs to go. All right. 
How oh, are we doing so far? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that have you guys ru- are the worst part of humanity. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> have we? Let's let's just call this. How can we ruin your movie? <laughs> yeah. You mentioned PETA. You like animals? I'll give you animals. How about Finding Nemo? That's Finding Nemo. That's simple. This is a parent who has no idea how to parent, doesn't care about their <laughs> child, lets them get abandoned, and then goes and pretends like they're looking for him with somebody that can't remember two seconds of anything. I could see where you could see that. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, I look at it from a totally different perspective. How do you see it? It's how this country keeps amputees down. Absolutely. Oh they didn't even care that no. he only had one good fin and right. the other one was uh, yeah, deformed. Just threw it out to the shark, so to speak. You know, Find your way, Nemo, with one, with one fin. And it also highlights how dentists don't really care about their patients. Mm-mm, Did you notice that, too? Yeah, there is a problem in this country. There is a problem where you go work. To, to a dentist and they try to kill you because they don't really care about you? I believe it's called dentalism. Too many messages in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could go on and on mm-hmm. if we really wanted to. Mm. We've got other movies, though. <laughs> okay. How about The Goonies? Classic Americana. The Goonies. The Goonies. Yeah. Hmm. It's always got to be the Asian kid that's goofy. Always has to be. <laughs> oh, and the fat kid. Let's make fun of him with the truffle shuffle. <laughs> keep him down. Just who knew keep he? Down. Who knew he'd grow up to marry a supermodel? No one knew. Oh, no, that's wrong guy. Sorry. That's, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Chunk That's stand by me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong Chunk. And, I mean, there's a bigger problem with Goonies. What's that? The interest rates. Houses. It's very tough to keep a house. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the whole point of the movie. That's why they went searching for treasure, is because of the good old boy network in this country Mm -hmm, that runs the banks, that's able to push the good man out. Out on the streets. Out in the streets, making their kids get in harm's way. That's crazy. You know? And, I mean, who does that to a kid with asthma? Right? Someone who doesn't care. Right. Right. How about that one? Ruin that one for you? Yeah, yeah. You guys tell are... us if we don't ruin it for you. No, right? you guys are trash. We're trash. Yeah, you guys are absolute <laughs> trash. Okay, you're a human garbage uh, uh, dump here. How about no way can you ruin this movie for me? Tom Cruise, a few good men. Oh, a few good a few men. Good men. That's real easy. Okay, how, what do you think about that one? Well, it's not what I think, Nikki D. It's what I know. Oh, what do you know? It's. How there's some really shady stuff going on in our military. Oh, my goodness. And in our government. In our government. Absolutely. Shady these, is an understatement. I mean, these code reds have to stop. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Just because a young man can't keep up with the rest of the group does not mean that you beat him to death. Hispanic not at man. all. Hispanic man in our military, he is an American. No man is supposed to be left behind is what they say. That's right. And, and they didn't even care. And that and, and that, that was crap what mm-hmm. they did to him. Mm-hmm. I should have seen that one coming. I feel like that one was too easy. This one, impossible for you to ruin. And there should be tighter security on the uh, flight logs. Absolutely. You, you shouldn't be able to change the flight logs so easily. How about Caddyshack? Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Well, Nikki D, I don't think has seen Caddyshack. I don't think <laughs> Yeah, well, isn't that about golf? Nikki no? D. Caddyshack is listed as an exclusive golf course and has to deal with a brash new member and a destructive dancing gopher. Caddyshack. Oh, I knew that was about golf. You well, it's. I knew that was about. It's golf. not really about golf. Oh my but it's God. about now, not being admitted into something and and basically because you're not high class because you're lowbrow. That's exactly what it is. Nicely done <laughs> without even seeing the movie. Yeah. It's it's about this lily white. Club because I can tell you there were new no African Americans at that club. I bet they weren't. And the hidden message is that you look for that and go, what club are they at? 
You know, exactly. why are they not letting minor allowing minorities to play golf? At Caddyshack. Uh, well, at Caddyshack. It's not at Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> and and the sub message. This is actually a lot of fun. Do you have more? I have. Tons. Can we do it next segment? Too? Yeah, I've got plenty. And the sub message <laughs> is the sub message is abortion. Oh my god! What? There's a lot going down in this course. Well, the caddy gets the girl pregnant, doesn't? Oh, he? you're right. Right. And makes her abort the baby. I don't know if he made her do it, but I could swear I could see him thinking about it. He probably <laughs> did. Absolutely. They probably just didn't show us that part. They said he needed the money at the end. Uh huh. For school, but I don't know. It's for the abortion. I think it was for the abortion. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I got some curveballs I can throw I think you. we're doing pretty good at this game. Yeah, um, I'll bump this story. It's a good story, but I, I I don't want your hard work to go to waste. I don't either. Plus, it's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> That's the worst. And I'm wondering how many people right now are going, you son of a man. <laughs> can't watch anything anymore. I can't watch anything anymore. You can watch it, but you just got to get the message. But this, I mean, the, the, in, in seriousness, this is this is how we're programmed. Absolutely. Right? This is how we're programmed. <laughs> you can't come away not offended. No. I was talking to my uh, neighbor, G.I. Don, uh, last night, and my wife last week told him we went, we're going to see Barbie. Right? Uh-huh. And he just did his whole, you know, can't go see that movie. It's got this. This is from what, I didn't see it, but this is what I heard. It's, you know, it's, you're going to get brainwashed, blah, blah, blah. And then I told him I went and saw Oppenheimer. He was really into that. So very, you know, because he served and, I mean, he's 81, so lived it. Right. So we're, we're sitting there talking about it. But he says to me, he goes, I don't even go to the movies anymore. Because I had the same conversation with him. He goes, I don't even go to the movies anymore. Because everything has got some type of hidden message. I said, Don, what if it doesn't? <laughs> what if it's just a movie? What if it's just a movie? What if it's just a movie? He goes, it doesn't exist. <laughs> And and I and I said you might be right. I don't know. I go, is it up to us to not think of the hidden message, or would we be naive if we didn't see the ulterior motive? That's deep. It's a little too deep for a conversation out in the in between houses. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little philosophical for the sidewalk. Well, there's a spot we we're at. His okay. sidewalk gets deep. Okay, <laughs> gets deep on his sidewalk. It's a, it's a deep spot. So Don, can you take a step to your right? Let's uh, go to the deep spot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. If you want to get in on this, 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get on the text machine. Messaging data rates apply. Hang on. Give us some. To get back to how to ruin your movie in 60 seconds or less here in just a second. <laughs> Before we went to see Oppenheimer, my, uh, my daughter was with us, and we were putzing around the uh, Galleria in Roseville. And I saw a person wearing a, a costume, you know, like an animal costume. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Furry. No. Uh, well, yes. Uh-huh. So my daughter, and they were, they were kids, they were teenagers. My daughter explains to me that there are kids that identify as animals and they dress in these outfits all the time. Oh, my God. And schools actually are putting in, like, kitty litter or something. Like no, they this are not. This is too much. This, when does it stop? This, this, this is why you can't enjoy movies. No. <laughs> I said, you're kidding. I go, that's not real. She goes, yeah, it's real. I said, okay. I said, all right. They're gonna... taking you can be anything you want to be way too far. <laughs> that damn, see, you go back to the Barbie movie. <laughs> You're gonna have one of these kind of Barbies, and everybody can do it. I didn't really, I didn't know that existed. 
didn't well, either. Furries have existed for a long time, but they're just like. But this is like, I guess, an offshoot of furriness. So this is like full time furry. Full time furry. Whereas a furry would just do it in private, or they would go like rent out like hotels, and they would have big furry parties. No, this is I woke up today and I identify as a chipmunk, chipmunk, and I'm just gonna be a chipmunk. That's what this is. I could understand a chipmunk. Yeah, that's kind of oh, cool. That's, oh, a chipmunk. Yeah, kind of hot. <laughs> chipmunk with boobies. <laughs> yeah, like a cartoon. Chipmunk. You know who would be into that? Dinosaur Mike. Oh, Dinos- absolutely. Because yeah. he said one of the things he got caught looking at was furry stuff. Yeah. The mm-hmm. last time we talked to him. His and that, o- and that octopus porn. Uh-huh, yes. Right. The tentacle stuff. Dinosaur Mike, if you're listening or if you're allowed to listen right now, <laughs> probably getting excited. <clears throat> He's like, who are these people? I want Chick- to identify with them. Chickmunk. Chickmunks. So, now, you got any more movies that we can run? The whole point of this is <laughs> Nikki and I are trying to do what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to not enjoy movies anymore. We're supposed to walk out of the movie and instead of taking it for what it was, and that was just an action film or a drama or a love movie, whatever, you know, we're always looking at the ulterior motive. But the interesting thing is that, you know, Barbie got all, all kinds of it, but Oppenheimer hasn't gotten any. And Oppenheimer's deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. granted, it's real. You know, it's it's based off of, you know, Oppenheimer and the atomic bomb, the father of the atomic bomb and World War Two and stuff like that. But there's still the Hollywood twist that goes into it. And there are certain things in that movie that unfortunately my brain went to, oh, maybe they're trying to do this or may, when when to be honest with you, I don't think they were. You know, I, I don't think they went into that movie with you know, Barbie. They did. Sure. They went in with saying, hey. This is very pro-woman, and women can do whatever you want. That's the basis of Barbie. Now, and they went over the top with it. Then they went over the top mm-hmm. with the guy pushing the girl and all that stuff. But, uh, but that was kind of the angle was they were targeting you know, women that played with Barbies. Absolutely. And they knew that a good man, especially a girl dad like myself, is going to go with absolutely, and that's why the movie and, and they and they made it trendy, right? Mm-hmm. Every single store that targets women in the mall or online is showcasing what they have in pink, and they put those huge life size Barbie boxes in all the theaters. So even if you weren't going to see the movie, you took a picture inside of that box, right? I, I saw done, plenty of people doing it. I, was, I thought about that because I had to uh, navigate through the lines of people taking pictures in the box, the Barbie <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't have the box, but they're you know they they were all people were dressing up to go see this movie. I'm like, hmm, I don't want anybody dressed up to go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, because I ordered shirts for Barbie. Very simple. You'd you'd wear you know uh, like the, a newsboy hat. Yeah, the 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 Dick Tracy hat. Uh huh. <laughs> That's all you got to wear. You know, and I'm surprised that I didn't see any of that going in there. It's like I guess that's the new thing is you dress up. People only dress up for fun movies or fun concerts. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. never again. Never People again. People dress I up dress, for all the Disney I, movies, Black Panthers, Star Wars. Yep, I, Star Wars. Well, that's why I said never again because I dressed up for Star Wars when they re-released the originals in the '90s, and we all made our own Jedi costumes. And everyone called me Jabba the Jedi. As <laughs> 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 in all green. <laughs> never again. Are you Greedo? No, I was trying to be a Jedi, but I got like a tablecloth or something I used for a cape because they didn't have anything big enough. Darth Buffet. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So, so sad. Oh, that's really good. Why did I come up with that? All right, let me get some uh, more movies that we can run.
Well, you were just talking about animals. Now, this ain't furry. They are lizards. How about Jurassic Park? Oh, my goodness. Jurassic <laughs> Park is Speak full on yeah. of messages that are underlying. Guess what? They want the human race to be extinct. Absolutely. So what do they do? <laughs> they create these animals that can completely wipe us out. And then the government wants to act like it's a mistake. Right. But, but they're, that's, re- they're really giving you the giving somebody, us, the blueprint to do it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's absolutely yeah. what's going to wipe out humanity. Just watch. And not to mention, again, going back to the PETA stuff, is mm-hmm. the way they treated some of these animals. Just so because inhumane. they were trying to eat the pre- people doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they had to... Put them down like that. No, shooting them and all that stuff is ridiculous. I mean, you get a, a somebody that kills somebody and they don't get the death penalty, but yet a dog bites a kid, the, the dog's put down. And then you know that's what they did too. They took a kid, put them out there to try to pull at the heartstrings of people, yeah. so we really think it was a mistake. Absolutely. They yeah. did it on purpose. I can't see that movie. No, no. never. I can't no. see that movie. <laughs> How about Remember the Titans? Go ahead and I dare you to ruin that. Well, that movie is about races, r- yes, and, and, and and racial divide Very in a small racial. small town, mm-hmm. and how these kids overcome that with a great head football coach. They have to. They have to. They have no other avenues in life but football, and they have to make it work because they've been suppressed. But that's the real. I mean, that's legit. The meaning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. the underlining meaning of the movie, Nikki D is, of course, what. That they don't want the football coach to get ahead. Because? Because he wears um, that maroon jacket. The mar- it's all about anti-being maroon. Yeah. You know, I don't think we can beat that one up. I think no, they're pretty, think, pretty, pretty much finally out, got- out in the open with what yeah. it really means. <laughs> <laughs> we did try. You did. You gave it a good college effort there. And I, and I wanted to jump on the maroon jacket, but I was like, no, I think the audience might see through that one. <laughs> How about let's? Uh, you guys have been good with animals, so we'll stick with uh, we'll stick with an animal theme then. How about splash? Splash? Are you kidding me? Yeah, really. Are oh. you kidding us? <laughs> A woman mermaid? Of course, they don't want to let her come on land. They don't want to let her be a part of society. She can only stay in the ocean or be trapped and probed and made some type of scientific thing just because she's a woman. Now, if she was a man mermaid, they would have welcomed her, gave her a place to stay, food, shelter. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to suppress her. You're, you're, missing a a, you're missing a big thing there, Nikki D. Oh, what else? Yeah, well, <laughs> women can't talk unless we guys teach them how to. Exactly. She doesn't even know the language unless right. the men tell her. Exactly. And let's name them after street signs. Absolutely. Very, very demeaning to women mermaids. And they don't even teach you how to properly eat. They just give her a lobster and say, go for it. She has to eat the whole thing because no one wants to even teach her etiquette. And why don't you redo that one like you've redone every other movie and have a man made, you know, and see what happens there. I bet you he comes out of the water. I bet you he won't. Why wouldn't the man go at the end of Mer? I don't know. Man made. (laughs) What is it? Man made. Yeah, merman. Merman. See, that's where my mind's at. Everything's yeah. man-made. Man. Everything's man-made. Everything's man-made. For the man, by the man. That's okay. a, that, it just, just talking about the movie made me think that. Yeah. There's nothing been made by women. No. It's all man-made. Never. How about Predator? Predator. Oh, Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. What a mm. great movie. 
think this is another one of those things with the government where they have a lot of sneaky things going on that we're not aware of. There is a predator. We just don't know when it's coming for us. It's aliens. Yeah. You know, it's 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 about us not knowing that there. I mean, this alien really exists. That actually is probably a true story. Yeah. <laughs> and any minute he's going to come flying out of a tree somewhere and we're doomed. And, it, and it's 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 them. It's the government saying we told you so. Absolutely. So when it shows up. And they're like, you didn't tell us about this guy. And they're like, we did back in 80-whatever. When we did the Predator. When we did the Predator. So don't be surprised. We can ask Ron James that later on. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming on to talk about UFOs and whatnot. He's the, uh, what is he? He's in charge of the... Uh, uh, Monus? Mufone. 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 Yeah, Mufone's like, media. He was name-checked at that hearing the other day, too. He was. He did the Inconvenient Truth. Can I wait? Yeah, yeah, I know. How are you going to ruin it for him when he gets on? I'm not going to ruin it. I'm going to oh. listen to what he has to say. And we're going to take your time to talk about the underlining meaning of predators. What do you want? One or two more? I one got. More. Give me one more. One more. This, a timeless classic. Okay. Okay. Ghost. Ghost. Oh, my gosh. Ghost. Mm-hmm. It's a religious mm-hmm. kind of thing going on there. <laughs> it is it religious? It is because. They don't talk about how religious it is, mm-hmm. but you know it's religious, and, the, and the, there is a there is a part in the movie. There's a sign in the movie uh-huh. that will tell you this is all about Christianity, oh, and that hey. is when they're trying to bring the statue up. Okay, right, and the statue has biblical meaning, <laughs> and in order to get it into the apartment on the second floor, Patrick Swayze has to jump up, mm-hmm. aka. Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Oh, that's good. And how did you do that? Kick the statue out in order to come in. And he had to have faith that it would make it. But you can't go in unless you go out first. Absolutely. That's right. You got to give praise to God. And you have to. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So even if you die, you're still around. Absolutely. You know. (laughs) And it says. Don't think that your loved ones aren't here. If you pray enough, give more reference to God, you'll see them. And they might help you move a statue. Amen, sister. Amen. And that's just how that goes. And I don't know if you picked up on this or not in Ghost. Uh-huh. They want you to teethe more. Is that tithe? Tithe more, yes. 10%. They want you to give 10%. And, and you know how I know that there's that, that an underlining meaning? How? Is because when they push the penny up at the end. Uh-huh. Okay. That's them secretly saying, give more money to the church. Absolutely. That's exactly what they meant. Yeah. That was a good observation there. No, you, no, ma'am, you had a very good observation. I, th- I like yours the best, though. <laughs> I think together we could ruin a lot of movies. We could. <laughs> Don't hurt yourselves patting each other on the back. <laughs> we got one more on the text machine somebody wants us to oh, do. Oh, I'd love to hear it, please. <laughs> How about Star Wars? What's the hidden oh, that, message in it? Oh, that, that. Don't you dare. This is real easy. I mean, <laughs> Star Wars, especially when you get to the last three, uh-huh. there is so many references to real life stuff. The, what is the line? The, the, the clapping of thunder in the Senate, the Senate meeting. Yeah. What's the thunder line? Oh, I don't. There's a, there's a line in that. That really kind of paralleled with what was going on in the world at the time. Oh, so they were foreshadowing something that we're doomed with. To- to- well, no, total political movie. Okay, got you. And Star Wars is always, people have always thought the religious undertone, where the force is actually religion. Oh, 
and it has to be with you like God is with you. So okay, gotcha. the force is with you and mm-hmm. also with you. What does mm-hmm. that sound like? Jesus. Communism. Well, in, <laughs> in church? Yeah. You know, peace be with you and also with you? Yeah. You know, the Bible. You, when, well, I don't know. You do That's that a Bible your, verse. Well, in your church, do you do mm-hmm. that? You turn to the people next to you and go, peace be with you? No, no, no. We don't say peace be That's with you. Catholic, to the people. Right? That's Catholic. Yeah. How did you remember... So this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. There it is. How? (laughs) I'm a super Star Wars nerd, and I had to Google the quote. That's a random Amidala quote you pulled out of nowhere. Bailey is smart, and he knows what the man is trying to do. Yeah. That's how he keeps it in his brain. The man ain't getting this guy. No. Wow. He's bigger than the man. Bigger than the man. (laughs) Metaphorically. Yeah. Because you're very slim. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But his brain. Bigger, it's huge, bigger than the man. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Thank you, Nikki. Did. You're welcome. We should ruin some move, new, more movies at a later date. <laughs> we should. I've I, got a huge list. So first, I need to go and teeth. <laughs> He's got to teeth. You got to tie. <laughs> more teething. I don't know. My preacher asked me one day to, you know, zip teeth. That's kind of a Catholic. I, I heard too. zip, <laughs> and then he said teeth. teeth. <laughs> All right. Second round of headlines. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where a man was electrocuted in a lake yeah. and how a mom saved her baby from a cougar. It's an oxymoron. I know. Oh, Go gotcha. All right, two big stories from today. Getting learned with your second round of headlines here in a minute. Hang- Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. If you need the good guys, good guys with an S, heatingcooling.com. Good guys, heatingcooling.com. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. All right, good. Lake Lanier strikes again. H3. The victim, identified as 24 year old Thomas Milner, jumped off of a family dock into the lake, but then he was heard screaming shortly after. Lake Lanier is a, a lake back in Atlanta that is famous, famously known because there are a lot of people who, for whatever reason, seem to die in this lake. And this story I'm reporting today is from 11 Alive. Since 1994, over 200 people have died in Lake Lanier. And over the weekend, another 24-year-old's life was claimed as well and two other people. But in this instance, he jumped into the water and they're saying that he was electrocuted. A neighbor heard him screaming for help. He goes out in his boat to try to pull the boy out. He jumps in the water and says that his him he's eh, himself, he starts burning and like feeling stinging in his body. So he jumps back into his boat and then has to come back he turned off some type of switch or something, he said, and then he goes back and gets the boy out of the water. They tried to, you know, do CPR and things like that on him, but he ultimately did pass away at the hospital. Now, there's no official word why the water had an electric current in it, but they're saying that they've been warning people for years, actually, that it could happen to you in that lake. So for those listening, to put it in perspective, I mean, we're not just doing this story because Nikki and I are familiar with Lake Lanier. We've been on Lake Lanier. We've been in Lake Lanier uh, because of that's where we used to live. This is one of the wackiest, craziest stories mm-hmm. about the history of this lake. Um, there's a city that's underneath the water. Oscarville. Yeah, it's it's man-made. At one time, they broke the dam and let the water come in to make this lake. Mm-hmm. So there are cars and gas stations and houses and all kinds of stuff 
underneath, underneath this murky lake. This lake is also allegedly supposed to have these giant catfishes. Catfish? Catfishes? Cat- I think it's catfish. Catfish a lot. Right? <laughs> I mean, like the size of people. That's how big these things are, if not larger. Dang, I yeah. don't know about the catfish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's the story. Okay. And so people that go to this lake, and people are on it all the time, especially during the summer. They're out there in the boats, and there's a, restaurants and bars you can go. And then, you know, you've got the dumb stuff. And in here in Sacramento, like, you know, you, you hear these horrible stories almost on a daily basis. Those people are like uh, drowning at the American River and all these other mm-hmm. places. And that's because of the current. There's no... There, there's no, oh, the, the lure is, there's there's a ghost in there that drags uh-huh. people. On. No, like, this lake has got so many lures. It's got so, so many, many myths, so many stories of ghost people see, of these giant catfishes. Being electrocuted is crazy. But if they were warning people, I'm wondering if there were live lines or are live lines from the city. That's underneath there and they know it. That are still active. Mm-hmm. You know, or they've come apart where they can electrocute. There is no amount of money you could pay me to get in this lake. I've never gotten in Lake Lanier, and I've only gone out there probably twice just because of all the stories, all the people that die. In my mind, I would be the person that walks out there, get in the water, and instantly I'm going to die for some reason. No way am I going. Yeah, and I, and I don't know where the guy was as far as proximity to a dock. but He jumped off the dock. Okay, so he was close to the dock. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is – when you say the guy went back and turned it off, he turned off the breaker box. Yeah, breaker box. So there's going to be a high voltage breaker box on the dock. Why? For the boats. Oh, okay. See, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're going to need a high. You, you, so the, there's something to do with that line that probably something wasn't right. You know, and, and, and those types of, like the, what is it, two, 240 volt? Is that, is that it? 220. 220 is mm, like, would you plug the big old plug or like a dryer gets plugged into it? A hot tub. Yeah, it's 110 or 220. So okay. why wouldn't fish like wash up and be electrocuted too then? Why uh-huh. just him, I wonder? Right. Why didn't some else, you know, something else float up because they were all being electrocuted at that time? So they're immune to it. Ooh, they're immune to the electric because <laughs> they're mutant fish. Electric mutant, electric mutant fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens in Lake Lanier. Electric mutant fish are there. It's a, it's a nutty story. How old is the person? 24. Young kid. Very young. Wow. Very, very sad. All and right. two other people died over the weekend. One guy was 60-something, and I don't know the age of the other one. On, could- the, on the lake? On the lake this weekend. Yep, three wow. people died. And Lanier is freshwater? Yeah, it's a freshwater lake? Yes. I'm sorry if that's a stupid question. This says <laughs> it, it is. This says even in in like in salt water, it will travel twenty feet at the surface and no less than or no more than ten feet below the surface. An electrical current that could kill you. So him turning off the the breaker at the dock could have very well been the the smart move. Afterwards, yeah. Well, before he would get into the water. Yeah, sure. But the the kid didn't know that. He just jumped in. It was too late for him. And he would and to explain to you why maybe there aren't fish floating around there, it seems like it's a very small area. I mean, ten feet is not that long. Okay. That so he just jumped in and got electrocuted. Yeah, he just jumped in and He's got electrocuted. Just in the wrong spot. He didn't die immediately. He started yelling for help for somebody to come <sighs> help him, but he was being fried as he was yelling for help. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's really, really bad. Bad way to go. All right. Next story. Simply yelling help this mom save her child's life. H four. Olympic National Park officials say the child was camping there with their family at the time of the attack yesterday. 
This is our good guy story of the day. This comes from CNN. An eight-year-old is out camping in Washington with her mother when they said out of nowhere a cougar comes and attack this little eight-year-old. Of course, they're saying this is something that is rare. Cougars are elusive. They don't normally attack humans, so they're not sure where this came from. But the mom did what Bailey says and got big and just yelled. And they say the cat casually let the baby go and just sauntered away. They have not caught the cougar, even though they did shut the park down for everybody else's safety in the area. I heard they're looking at TJ Maxx. Why? Because that's where all the cougars go. I believe she asked you why. I'm going to pretend like she knew what she was doing when she asked you that. I didn't know where you Why? was going. I didn't know where you was going. <laughs> She's still standing in line from Friday. <laughs> Allegedly, the mother let her know her coupon was about to run out, so the cougar got out of there. She keeps going back for more live, life, loud, love signs. <laughs> See, now you believe me, right? Yell at the, yell at the, the bears. Yell at the and the cougar, the bears, they let them go. I still wouldn't have just stood there and yelled. Like, my instincts would have been like to hit it with something. No. You're not going to win. Well, that's just a mother saying This isn't a, a bully a story. You're yeah. eating your baby. You're just going to stand there and be like, rah, leave her alone. Like, I couldn't. I would have been trying to pick up something or throw something or do something. Oh, wait a minute. Did you say the cougar actually got the kid? Yeah. Oh. The cougar was actually attacking the child. Wow. And the mom yelled, and it let the uh, little girl go and then sauntered off. They're looking for the cougar, of course, because they're going to kill it, which I'm against, but that's what's happening. Well, it was probably one of those things where the cougar's snacking, and she's as she's running over, she's yelling, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if she got up close to it, she was going to hit it. Probably so, but Yeah, because didn't. that makes, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. a cougar's eating up your kid. You're going to hit him or do something. Yeah, At but nobody not. ever wants to hit an older woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just asking for a lawsuit at that point. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. They're gonna they're gonna sue you. Oh, you know they they're will. gonna come back and be like, oh, yes. it's not a, you went and watched Barbie, did you? You bite one kid. Yeah. But they said when they said when they catch the cougar, they they want to kill it so they can study it and figure out why it attacks somebody. I, that didn't make sense to me. Why well, is that no? Sense? Well, it's lonely. That and probably <laughs> numerous divorces. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. They're gonna find it. They're gonna find out yeah. after <laughs> they it. after they uh-huh. capture the cougar. Yeah, they're gonna do a background check and mm-hmm. see that the cougar's been divorced eight times. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sign the wrong prenup. After seven, you start biting kids. I hear. <laughs> Sixty-seven, you get a thirst for children, <laughs> biting them. <laughs> Want to drag them back to your mansion that's been left to you by your fourth husband. <laughs> Then go to TJ Maxx. Oh my God. All right. Anybody want tickets to see Greta Van Fleet? Uh, August 8th, the Oakland Arena. The um, the tour, I'm guessing that is, not the hour. The tour also include Surf Curse, Mount Joy, and Black Honey. I hear you bring up that Black Honey. You like them, right? That's Dirty Honey. Oh, Dirty Honey. I might, I might like Black Honey. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with Black Honey. Okay. I do like Dirty Honey. All right. I like their new song that 98 Rock is playing. Mm-hmm. I like their old song that we played. Uh, but I'm not familiar with Mount Joy and Black Honey. But together, it sounds like a delicious snack. It does. <laughs> right. <laughs> it sounds like a product by Mount Joy. Right, exactly. Have you tried new Black Honey by Mount Joy? <laughs> yeah. I haven't, but it sounds great. It sounds delicious. <laughs> All right, the game is called Generally Speaking. It's a generation game where Nelson goes out and talks to what we call our generation, our generationist. Mm-hmm. Right. General- I, think, I think it was just generalist before. You've had generationalist now. Yes, oh, gener- generalist. Generalist. Yeah. Generally. That's too difficult. Generalist. 
uh, and ask some trivia questions, mm-hmm. right, from uh, across the board of different generations. So yes. Boomer to X to Y to Z, and we'll just see how smart they are. I need two players listening right now that will team with Nikki D. She's going to help mm-hmm. both of you out. And you just have to yay or nay their answers. Will they get it right or will they not get it right? Right. Whoever has the most points at the end is going to win. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Start lining up so I can give out these Greta Van Fleet passes here next. Hang on. Hey, Boomer. Think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? And eh, bite me. It's time to play Generally Speaking on the BS. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. We've got Greta Van Fleet passes. The Star Catcher World Tour. Two of them, matter of fact. August 8th at the Oakland Arena to give out to you here for Generally Speaking. Our players here. Is this Clint in Roseville? Sure is. How are you, my friend? Doing well, doing well. Good. Have a good weekend? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah? Anything exciting? No? No, not really. Yeah. Well, your life sounds fun, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, your competition is Kenya in Sacramento. How are you, Kenya? Doing fantastic. Can you unlock Kenya? For me? Can I unlock Kenya? I can unlock Kenya. Uh, did you have a good weekend, Kenya? Better than Clint's, I'm hoping. I had a great weekend riding motorcycles. You know, that's what I do. Damn, Clint. Can you ride motorcycles? You ain't doing a damn thing. Probably went out to go watch Barbie. Come on. Oh, no. No. (laughs) You know, my daughter wants to go. You've got, and you're a girl dad, so you got to go, right? Yep. All right. And you can't, you can't, you can't fuss about it. And she's probably, how old's your daughter? She's eight. Okay. So you definitely can't fuss about it, oh. and you're going to have to wear pink, and you're going to have to do the whole gimmick, and you're going to have to get the picture in the box. You know you're going to do these things, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. That's what a girl dad does. I'm a girl dad. That's what we do. It's important yep. to them. All right, generally speaking is the game, you two. Here's how it's played. Nelson went out and talked to what we call our generalist. Uh, we will introduce this person here momentarily. When you get kind of a gauge on who they are, then there are some fairly simple generational-inspired trivia questions that were asked to our generalist. Uh, you just have to yay or nay if they will get it correct. You do not have to know the answer to the question. You just have to yay or nay if they're going to get it right or not. Nikki D. will help both of you out, Clint and Kenya, so you can listen to her advice or yeah. not. She's pretty good gauge on these types of individuals. Uh, do both of you understand? Yes. 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 Okay. Excellent. All right. Let's meet our generalist. Go ahead. What's your name? Andrew Robertson. Okay, Andrew, what do you do for a living? I remodel houses, I move houses, and I'm also a stagehand. I set up concerts, do corporate presentations, and live events. How old are you? 26. 26, that makes you a part of Gen Z. What's your uh, favorite type of music? Metal and hardcore music. Okay, favorite artist? Parkway Drive. What do you do for fun? Oh, I play guitar, and take my kids out to the lake, play sports with my kids, and do a lot of stuff with the kids. <laughs> Tell me something interesting about yourself. I was a mortuary driver for about three months. <laughs> oh, why'd you quit? Pretty much as you expect. It's not a very good job. <laughs> hey, yeah. What kind of laugh is that? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, hey. Hey. <laughs> he sounds like the oldest 26-year-old I've ever heard. Yeah. He does. 
It's not like he was 50. That's right. Like but you, when you looked at him, you were like, are you 15? So he was very young looking. Done a lot for 26 years of age. Right? Yeah. So he's a Gen Z, Clint, Kenya. That's what you're dealing with. Clint, you're going to go first. Uh, the idea of the game is to uh, make sure you stay on par with the points and don't fall behind. So here's the first one that was asked to Andrew, our Gen Z generalist, A1. What song was frequently played on TV stations in the 60s at midnight? All right. Before we find out if Andrew's going to know or not, Nikki D, what song was frequently played on television stations in the 60s, actually even after the 60s, at midnight? (laughs) Uh, This was in the 80s as well. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess I remember a couple. Um... Like a virgin. Like a virgin from Madonna. That's right. Yeah. So uh, even though she wasn't born yet, the original version done by Perry Como was played on television stations in the 60s at midnight. The Star Spangled Banner, dum-dum. The Star Spangled Banner? Yeah, the national anthem and stuff. Why did they play that at midnight? Because we used to be more patriotic than we are today. Yeah, and TV yeah. used to sign off at midnight. Right. I didn't know that. There I mean, I knew wasn't... TV used to end, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Clint, do you remember that or no? You're too young. No, I don't. Kenya, did you know that? No, I thought it was that song. That, I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. That's how I really thought it was. I just remember them playing that on the radio, on the TV. So uh, I, don't know. I, will, I will tell you, when it came on, it was kind of creepy. Uh-huh. It was because then it went to snow. And like, did the world just end? It was, yeah, it was <laughs> right afterwards. All right. Uh, so, Clint, your first yay or nay. Will our generalist Andrew know Star Spangled Banner or National Anthem? We'll take both of them. No. I'm going to say nay as well. I do not think he's going to know this at all. God, I thought everybody knew this. I okay. did too. Nobody right. knows this apparently. All right. Sticking with nay, right, uh, Clint? Yep. All right. Let's find yep. out. A2. Cool, man. I have absolutely no idea. Jeez, an Elvis song or something like that? Was Elvis around in the 60s? Love me tender. It's actually the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, no way. <laughs> like, if you have to guess what song was, even if you don't know, right? why would you think an artist <laughs> Love me tender. would be played at midnight on every television in the country? Always. Because in, my, in our mind, we're thinking it has to be something that was considered, like, lewd or nasty back then, and they didn't want you to hear it during the day. Oh. It wasn't, like, goes. it wasn't Total Request Live at midnight or something. <laughs> it was just, it was a sign-off song. For our generation, that's what we know. All right. Well, oh, dummy. This is generational. <laughs> okay, Clint, you got a point. Nicely done, sir. Hmm. Here we go. Right. Kenya, next one is for you. Generally speaking, B1. Where would you find Oscar winner John Singleton's boys in his 1991 film? Nikki D, where would you find Oscar winner John Singleton's boys with a Z in his 1991 film? This is so goodly worded. They are in the hood. <laughs> well is the word you're looking for. But... It's so funny that you said his was so goodly worded and yeah. yours was so not. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> Yeah, well was the word. Yeah, well. We need to do a segment on good and well with Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so what did you say the answer was? I said they're in the hood. No, that is incorrect. They're not in the hood? Uh, say it again. They're not in the hood? The no. boys aren't in the hood? Okay, where would you find Oscar winner John Singleton's boys in his 1991 film? I w- you would find them in the hood. Okay, there you go. In. That's what I said. 
Right. Yeah, you it's said, an N. It's, you said N. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It's just Now you N. guys are going to be crazy. N the hood. N the hood. N the hood. You know where they are. In the hood. That's why I said they were. No, you said it correctly with an I. Uh, oh, my gosh. They're not in the hood. They're in the hood. Uh, by the way, the last question was a boomer question. They didn't know. This would be more of a Gen X question. It would. Uh, now, Kenya, will our generalist Andrew know in the hood? He's young. He's Generation I, I Z. Yeah, he's Generation Z, so I would think nay as well. All right. Nay, nay, nay. Yeah, definitely nay. Not knowing in the hood. He won't know Boys in the Hood. All right, let's find out. B2. Where would I find him? Oh, the Boys in the Hood? That's the one. <laughs> he had to say it like that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He Crazy. didn't give you the answer. He gave you the answer. But right. In the hood. Trying to do his Black Nelson. <laughs> yeah, there's only one Black Nelson. All right, Clint, you get that point, brother man. <laughs> Nicely done, and the board is yours. Next one for Generally Speaking, C1. In the 90s, this soda tried and failed to launch a crystal version of their flagship product. That is a great question, Nelson. Gen X question, Nikki D. In the 90s, this soda tried and failed to launch a crystal version of their flagship product. That would be Pepsi. That would be Pepsi. I love me some crystal Pepsi. Clint will... Andrew or generalist, no Pepsi. Oh, I, I, I think he might. I think he will not, Clint. He, he got he, boys in the hood no. by on me, but he's not going to know Crystal Pepsi. It wasn't around during his time. That's true. That's true. Let's go with no, then. I'll stick with you, Nikki D. Clint, don't ever go away from your gut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be look. We, we're already having issues with Kenya riding motorcycles, and you're not. Okay, so now you're bowing down to Nikki D and just letting her take over this game. Stick with what you know. I mean, if you want to say whatever it is that you said, then say it. What are you going to do, you, you, He always makes this hard, doesn't he? He does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say yay or nay? I think I'm going to say nay, actually. Okay, you're going to stick with me and say nay. All right. Nay, yeah. nay on Pepsi. Here we go. C2. Hmm, I would go ahead and say Coca-Cola. It's actually Pepsi, Crystal Pepsi. Oh, man. Look, I didn't say that she wasn't right or she doesn't know. <laughs> I just said, just, you know, get some balls about you. Okay. <laughs> all right, Kenya, you got to get back in this game, all right? You, uh, you missed this one. Game is over. I got nothing to talk about. All right. Uh, here we go. That was a Gen X question, the Pepsi thing, by the way. Here we go. Next one for you, D1. What does SMH mean in text messaging? There you go. It's a millennial question. Nikki D, what does SMH mean in text messaging? That means daily. I am shaking my head at you. Well, that's a lot. I'm that, just looking for three letters. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> shaking my head. Bailey, shaking my head at you, Bailey. At Bailey, yeah. <laughs> that was goodly said. But... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just saying it's three letters, three words. Shaking my head. Yes, yep, shaking my head. Uh, Kenya, do we think that Andrew, our Gen Z generalist, will know shaking my head? Since he knew Boys in the Hood, I'm going to say yes to the SMH. Yes. He definitely should know this being a Gen Zer because they abbreviate everything in text messages. So he'll definitely know SMH. And in real life. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, in real yeah. life. <laughs> they speak in, in text. In text. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's gross. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not goodly worded. 
should have abbreviated that deciphered one. It is horrible. <laughs> All right. So yay on shaking my head, correct? Yes. Okay. Let's find out. D2. Shake my head. I got one right. You got that one right for <laughs> sure. He said no. Shake I know, but <laughs> he was so excited that he got one right. Yeah, you got to be careful with those Gen Zs. You know? <laughs> he you bullied give, me. Give him a little break there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Clint, uh, if you get this one correct, sir, you will win, generally speaking, and the Greta Van Fleet passes will be yours. So this is a big one here. Uh, E1. Who became the world's youngest billionaire in 2018? This is a Gen Z question. Nikki D, who became the world's youngest billionaire in 2018? Mark Zuckerberg. That is incorrect. Oh. 2018. Facebook like was. Old Facebook. Facebook's. Mark Zuckerberg's old now. Right. Okay. Oh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner is correct. Woo! See, the last time Nelson tricked me with this question, so he made my brain think something okay. else. Well, look, moving forward, you can't get excited when you get it right the second time. What? Because I got it right. <laughs> At least you got to get way less excited. That's like being one off from every number for Powerball and being stoked. <laughs> I almost had it. <laughs> it's like not getting the death penalty, but life in jail. Right. Hey, you're staying alive. That's worth celebrating. All right, so Kylie Jenner. Gen Z question for a Gen Z player. Will Andrew know Kylie Jenner for the win, Clint? I'm not really sure. I don't think he will, Clint. I would say nay to this. Even though they're in the same generation, he doesn't strike me as the Kardashian type of guy. So, Or, sorry, Jenner. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think he'll know this. But go okay. with your gut. Uh, I'm going to go with you. You're going to go with me? Oh, of course okay. you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know it myself, uh, so I mean, I don't think he's going to know it really. I don't know. Not that I'm, uh, you know, I'm a lot older, but <laughs> okay. Kylie Jenner, we're saying no, right? Yep. For the win, he's not going to know it. Yep. You want to change it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's find out. E two. Uh, jeez. Um. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Oh, I should have known it was one of the Kardashians. <laughs> See there? Can you go See back there? and just record them yeah. to laugh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. I get All a right. long laugh track out of it. Kenya, thank you so much for your time. Have yourself a great week, okay? Thank you. Uh, I sure will. All right. Take care. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. And Clint, congratulations. You got tickets to Greta Van Fleet. Oakland Woo! Arena, August 8th. All right. Let's go, oh, Clint. Courtesy of Live Nation. Do me a favor, Clint. Can you today? What's that? Do something What's with that? balls. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Watch a Clint Eastwood film. There we go. Eat some meat. <laughs> go to the gym. Uh, Drink some whiskey. You know. <laughs> Let your foot get right. run over by a tire. Yeah, or that. <laughs> Drill something. Yeah, just go out to your garage and drill a screw in the drywall. That's all you got to do. Do something manly. <laughs> and then go see Barbie this weekend. Yeah, and then go see Barbie this weekend. <laughs> and don't wear pink, wear salmon. There you go. All right, Clint, hang on, buddy. Thanks for listening, my friend. I'm just giving you a hard time. Hang on. All right, good guy.
Nicely, <laughs> nicely done. Good job all around. Tight work on the floor. <laughs> it was a really goodly done segment. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you know. Yeah. You you were goodly. Goodly. I know I was goodly. I'm always goodly. God, I was. It's it's so odd that she butchers the English language, but it sounds so much better. <laughs> right. Does. Right. Right. It's like you want to say goodly because uh-huh. it's such a fun word. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, now I'm going to say it, and I'm going to sound like an idiot. People are going to uh, look at me and go, oh, you, went, you went to college, dude. <laughs> well, you played sports, so it's okay. Oh, football player, we goodly did everything. Right. <laughs> Today's show could have taken a totally different tone because of what had been happening in my household the last 48 hours. It is a nightmare that no parent should ever have to go through. And as my wife and I sat on the sidelines and watched her sister go through this with her firstborn, it was interesting when you get sucked into it to see people's reaction when someone goes missing. So I'll tell you that story here next. Hang on. Uh, This was uh, something that I'd never experienced before in my life. On Friday night, my wife's sister, who lives in Orlando, Florida, uh, she's got two kids, and they're good kids. Uh, the oldest is uh, is is he's a teenager. He's 15 years old. You know, he's going through you know a, a, a divided house, I guess you could say. Yeah. And he's got some struggles, uh, but he's a good kid. He's a really good. He's a he's a good dude, but he's just gotten, you know, as he's gotten older, he's gotten more angry. You know, and I went sure. through it. You know, I grew up a bastard. You know, I grew up without a dad. And there's something to be said about that when you grow up without a dad. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is, so he uh, gets in a, a fight with his mother, and he wants to go someplace, but he's grounded because he gets grounded a lot. And uh, he just walks out of the house. He's like, I'm going anyway. Oh, dang. So he leaves, and he doesn't come back. So She let him go. Just I guess she thought he was going to cool off or something. What, what are you supposed to do? Oh, I, me? What would I do? Yeah, I mean, he would have been yanked back in the house. He wouldn't have just walked out. Problem is, he's bigger than her. So she get afraid, maybe? Yeah. I mean, okay. you, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I mean, it's a, it's a thing. I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you <laughs> you tase him. <laughs> right. Sh- shoot him with a blow dart. You know, I mean, something. I, I, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But she, he's big. She's a little thing, you know? Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. So, uh, so he, he leaves. And I and I and I'm, I'm I'm thinking, you know, she's a smart girl. It's not mm-hmm. like she's a dumb dumb. Uh, I, I'm thinking she, he's going to go. This is how it is. He's going to cool off. He's going to come back. Right. He doesn't come back. The next day goes by, which would have been Saturday. Oh no, I'm sorry. Take to take this back. This started on Saturday, I think. Into Sunday. Maybe yeah, Saturday into Sunday or Friday into Sunday. I don't know. It was 48 hours, 72 hours. One of the, one of these. It was it was all a blur because mm-hmm. at first it was. Oh, this is what's happening. That sucks. It was right. no big deal. He'll be back. He'll be back. That's just how it is. Yeah. Then yesterday, when he hadn't shown up yet, his phone was off. Can't you can't track him. So now you have no idea where he is, and now it's been a substantial amount of time that's gone by. Yeah. Right. Not enough time for the cops to get involved. The she calls them. She calls the hospitals. Mm-hmm. I mean, she does. It's like a movie. He calls everyone, calls the friends, tries to track everybody down. Mm-hmm. Can't find, you know, where he said he was going. He did not show up, which that one wasn't good. Right. 
right? Because he was going to meet some friends to go see a movie, and he never showed. What do you do? You, you, uh, you can do is call around and look around. That's really it at that point. Yeah, because your friend, your your the cops aren't. They can't. Mm-mm. I mean, like, it, and I understand it. The cops were to get involved from the very beginning of every kid that got pissed off at their parents and left the house for twenty four hours. Wouldn't be enough manpower. They, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have time to do anything else. Yeah, there's right. not enough man time to do that. So they're like, well, you've got to wait until tomorrow, which would have been this morning, to uh, for us to get involved. So she was ready to to call and all whatnot. Um, this his father comes up. His father lives about forty five minutes away. His father comes up, and you know they're sitting there trying to figure this out. They're going door to door. They're going around the neighborhood. They're going around the area. Uh, they're trying to find him, and then he just kind of walks in, I guess, last night. And I don't know what's happened since, but he was gone for let's just say at least forty eight hours. Right. Okay. But I don't know where he went. I, I'm assuming I know why he left and, and, and did that. But even though this has a fairly happy ending because he's he's safe and sound, mm-hmm. right? If, you, if you've ever experienced that, and I've never experienced this before, and, and I'm doing this from the outside in, right? I'm, I'm the sister's husband. I'm the sister's husband. Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Is that what I am? You are the yeah, brother-in-law. I'm the, bro- I'm the brother-in-law. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm looking, and I'm looking at it from the outside in, and I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you can't. So you go to. What do you mean? What's your next thing when you can't figure it out? Social media. Okay. okay yeah. yeah. Right, you go to social media. And she had posted something on social media with a bunch of his pictures. Now, I will say this, which is very impressive, is that she was able to, in her post on social media, she should know his height. She should know his weight. She uh-huh. should know his eye color. She knew his hair color. The so, things you know. But she, she said what he was wearing when he left the house. That was good. It was very descriptive, too. Yeah. How many parents know what your kids are wearing every time you're with them? I don't. I'm not even going to lie. And my daughter wears kind of the same thing on a regular basis, but I couldn't have been as descriptive as she was. Like, she knew exactly what was on his shirt, the exact color of his shoes. I'm like, that was impressive. Especially harder if you've got daughters or girls, yes, right? absolutely. They change eight times a day. They do. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what my daughter wears when she because she changes all the damn time. Mine too. Same you thing. know your kid's height and weight. Yeah, I know my daughter's height. And weight. I have a, an approximation, but I couldn't dial it in. You don't even know what size clothes your kids wear. No, <laughs> that's ridiculous. A, <laughs> I have a good. I have an idea. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I had to have her try the stuff on, and it, you don't even. But know. No, you can't give me that about Penelope because she's a little bigger than other kids. This isn't about me. <laughs> I, I heard about the shopping. <laughs> he doesn't know what size his kids were, so I couldn't she, even get anything for my, his son either. My, my daddy takes me in the boys' section. She went, <laughs> Roman, I, I know Roman's my, my daddy takes me in a men's warehouse. <laughs> yeah. And I'm nine. <laughs> right. He just gets me medium. And I'm a girl. She loves the way she looks. I can only shop off one rack. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. And I don't know what layaway means. No, no. not at all. No idea. <laughs> no. So that was pretty interesting. I mean, it was good. You know, she she knew. Um, What's your initial reaction when he walks in? It's your kid now. Take, take the the. You're now for forward. You're, it's your kid, not uh, in law. <sighs> I would like to think that it would have never got to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But nowadays, you just never know. Well, you're also bigger anyway, so there wouldn't be the fear of, of retaliation of grabbing the kid by the back of the shirt. So I, we went through our struggles with our oldest, with Caleb, mm-hmm. and it, it it got it got you know it got to the point where eventually I had to ban him from the house. You know, a couple different times. Nikki lived through all the stories. I did. <laughs> they were entertaining. They're funny now. Sure. Right. Hilarious now. But mm-hmm. at the time, it was pretty bad. Uh, but, I mean, I never, as a stepdad, it's a little bit different because uh-huh. I was, you know, I was beat up by my stepdad, but I wasn't beat up by my stepdad for, to like, to learn a I think I was beat up on my stepdad because he just wanted to beat me up. Yeah, just like beating up kids, basically. He's a bad dude. It was there was no punishment. Like uh-huh. you did this, I'm going to spank you. And it wasn't coming from a place either of like love and him trying to teach you something. Right. Right. I mean, when you pick a kid up and choke him out like Darth Vader did to the uh-huh. you know the general, like that's not. I love you. Yeah, I'm just trying abusive. to teach you a lesson. You know. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I want to think that. It, it it would be it wouldn't have gotten to that point, but when he comes, in, that's a great question, Nelson. I I don't know. I you know I always try to be one step ahead and do the opposite of what you think I'm going to do. Uh-huh. So what I've learned with my kids is if you show disappointment, the less you say speaks volumes, and all you have to say is. I'm really disappointed. We'll discuss this later. Oh, that's good. Good mind. Trick. And for somebody like me to say that and control that, they then they know, right? Right. It's like, hey, look, cooler hump, cooler heads will prevail. I'm really disappointed. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, they know they're going to get a good talking to it as as well. Something else you said too that I've been sitting over here thinking about. You was like, okay, this is a happy ending. He came back. In my mind, I immediately thought, I don't really think it's a happy ending. Happy as in he's safe, yes, but this mom now still has a very long way to go of figuring out now how is she going to control her 15-year-old son who has now shown her that he doesn't fear her and that he's basically going to do whatever he wants to do. I told her to microchip him. (laughs) I don't think that's a thing for real. (laughs) I don't think so either. But, air tag them shoes. Yeah. Well, see, here's one. I said, "Is he air tagged?" <laughs> and my my daughter, Bees, goes, "He'll know because you get notifications to your phone as well." Oh, that you're being yeah, tracked. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so you're not you can't just put an air tag on somebody's what I don't know. Uh, so anyway, he's back home. They're dealing with it. I I will hopefully have the conclusion of the story. I'm assuming it's what it was. He got mad. He left. It was one of those things. But for 48 hours, it was very scary. The last 24, more importantly, very, very Mm -hmm. scary stuff. So here's the observation. So as I'm trying to help on this end, I'm Googling what you hear in news stories. Poster for missing child. Oh, yeah. Like a program to do a poster. Do a poster, yeah. So I don't have to go into Photoshop and Uh do all the elements myself. There's actually a program that has templates for missing children. Camera does. Okay, that's that's great, right? Mm -hmm. That's good. Good. Very helpful. So you go into it, very simple editing, drag and, uh, drag and drop, you know, copy, paste, all that stuff. So I make this poster. I'm like, I can't believe I'm making this poster right now. I cannot believe I'm making this poster. Then I'm like, what picture am I going to use? So she had posted a few different pictures. Mm-hmm. None of them were very good. Uh, they were okay. You got to pick one that's very clear that shows their face more than anything. So I picked one picture that I thought was good. And I took that picture and I bring it over and I'm like, oh, I got to crop this. And so I'm cropping it and I'm zooming in. And I'm like, now it's blurry. It's pixelated. 
This is, God, I, got, I don't want to use this picture. So I have to use this picture with a snake around his neck. Oh. And I'm like, what does that tell people, right? Not because, to approach this kid. That he's wild. <laughs> every time that you, you know, you see a missing person, I don't think they do it as much now as they used to. But I swear to God, every time a girl went missing, the media would pick the sluttiest pictures they from would. their social media. They yep. would. Uh, and I don't know if that was on purpose or what. A friend of mine went missing and still to this day is missing. I mean, it's been well over 15 years now, Tracy Ocasio. Uh, we kind of know, figure what happened. But uh, the, the original picture that was taken was from her MySpace page. And uh, that's how long ago this was. And it was a slutty picture. I mean, and I remember going on the air the, the first day that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going, dude, because I had ran into her like three weeks prior. I was hanging out with her. And uh, and I was like, why, why did you guys? And I knew most of the people at the local news at the time. Like, what are you thinking? Like, I'm on here right now. There's so many other pictures you could choose from. Mm-hmm. Why would you pick? The, I mean, it's a great. Trust me. If she weren't missing. Great picture. I don't know but, if it, but it makes people have a thought in their mind as to now why you're missing. So I do this poster, and I'm like, well, this is going to be easier to share versus all the details and a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. Plus, you'll be able to post it on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, let me help out with my social media. You know, and I do this thing, and I send it. So I send it out, and um, it was probably about 3.30 yesterday I sent it out. 4.30 comes. I start doing stuff for the show here today. Five hits, 5.30 hits, six hits. I'm like, I haven't gotten any text messages. <laughs> I've gotten a few inboxes, you know, from, from listeners that wanted to help. Because remember, I did, I did radio in, in Orlando for 17 years, so I still have, you know, some, some peoples there. And I'm like, but just in general, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the people in that, in, in, in that city. I'm just talking about my friends. I use that term loosely. Maybe they contacted your wife because that's what I did. I reached out to her. Look at that saving her ass. I'm just saying. I'm not saving me. It's her nephew, and I personally know her, and I have her number, so I reached out to her. You, you, you're right. You're, you're, you're in the clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I'm in the clear? Oh, Nelson. I didn't see it. Oh, now you hit the music. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't see it until you sent out the sheet that was like, we need, we're doing this, and then all of a sudden he's been found. So at that point, I'm like, well, what should I say? Our executive producer's not on social media. <laughs> well, to, to his credit, I didn't see it when it was posted. When I saw it was at the time that I sent the message to her, which was probably an hour or two after you posted it. All right, I'm just giving you guys a hard time. It, this, <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is the feeling that I got, and I'm sure every person that goes through this goes to the same. You become very me. Not me personally, but me. Uh-huh. It's all about me. Where are you? Why aren't you following? Why aren't you calling? Why aren't you reading? What are you doing right, right now? Mm-hmm. The Why one are, thing you accuse me of a lot. You need to stop what you're doing and help me. Right. Reach out to me. Reach out to me. Do See something. See if I need anything. See if I'm okay. Silence. I got a casserole for you. you need it? <laughs> oh, now I'm fine. Oh, okay. I could have used that casserole yesterday about 5 o'clock. I apologize. <laughs> I bring you ribs. You bring me nothing. I know. Constant down. But that's that's the feeling that you get, and I'm assuming any other parent or person that has mm-hmm. gone through this, you probably go through that same initial feeling. And then, God forbid, I couldn't even imagine what you go through a year down the road when everything starts to stop. Mm-hmm. 
Especially if your child is missing and they do not come back. Absolutely. Right. People have forgotten about me. Nobody's checking up on me. Nobody's trying to help push my story. I can absolutely see that happening. Some uh, bigger missing persons cases that I've been around, Tracy Ocasio, Jennifer Kessie, uh, and I knew their parents and I spoke to their parents often in year, two years, three years, four years. And the local news at that time would do a good job of every once in a while re-upping the story, mm-hmm. finding a reason. Oh, it's the one-year anniversary of blank, 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 blank. But you're just sitting there waiting. You're like going, no, 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 no. There is no other news. This is all that should matter until she's found or we get some type of resolution to this. Because right. that's how you feel about your person. And you just justify it. It's, it this, is a ser- this is more serious than you talking about the new panda that's being born at the zoo. Yep, absolutely. Right. And then you start to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're mad at everybody. You're mad at the real. You're mad at your friends. Yeah, I, I'd never experienced that before. Uh, it was very, very odd. So are you going to treat people some kind of way they didn't reach out to you yesterday, or are you over it already? No, I unfriended everybody. I have zero followers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for his level of pettiness. It's one of my favorite things about him. The only person that I did not unfriend is you, Nikki. Me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I have That's one. Cool. Actually, I take that back. I have one follower now on all my social media. Because <laughs> I reached out. Mm-mm-mm. I even put it on at Listen to the BS. So <laughs> for those that didn't, fo- you and Mookie, whoever Mookie is. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a loyal one. Mookie, she is loyal. Yeah. Very. You and Mookie, you guys get to stay. <laughs> now I did have some radio friends and TV friends reach out, see if they could help. But by that time. Like, literally, as soon as they reached out, he had been found. Or, I don't want to say he'd been found. He came home. You know, so it was. And that's the other thing. At the beginning of the, all this whole thing, you, you, you're you careful. Like, you don't want to automatically think the worst, even though you're thinking the worst. Right. And get everybody involved. That's what I told Rach. That's exactly what I told her. You, you, you have to, like, take a step back and go, but then if it does get serious, you go, why didn't I act sooner? Why didn't uh-huh. you say something sooner? And it's like, well, because I knew he left and I knew whatever, whatever. So I wasn't going to get everybody riled up and say he's missing. Right. But now he really is. So it's like, did I lose critical time or critical man hours? You just don't ever know the right thing to do in these situations. Freaky spot to be in. I feel for anybody that's been there. All right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you who's asking Taylor Swift not to perform and what new danger lies with sex spots. All right. Get you those two big stories from today in our third round of headlines here. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Third round of headlines brought to us by Good Guys Heating and Air. Their phone number, if you need them, you might. Just have them out to see how your stuff's running. 530-GOOD-AIR. 530-GOOD-AIR. Nikki D. Taylor Swift is being asked to pause SoFi. H5. Well, hotel workers are asking Taylor Swift to lend support to their labor action. The workers held a rally outside the Hyatt Regency near LAX today. Taylor Swift has six shows set up. At SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Yeah, that's a lot of shows, isn't that's it? a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, she's going to get a billion dollars, we've already figured, found out. Thousand dollars a men ticket? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's another set of people that are striking, which is hotel workers. They're wanting better wages and better benefits. And apparently in the past, Taylor Swift has supported the movement of striking with hotel workers and all that. So they're asking her to not perform. And she's this starts August the 3rd in support of their cause. They've also joined the actors down in L.A. that are picketing, and the hotel workers have gotten on the line with them as well. So here's the here's the question. 
if you are an actress or actor slash musician, Taylor Swift, Jared Leto, Beyonce, Beyonce. Well, she's not an actress. Yes, she is. Mm -hmm. She even uh, got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. For what? Dream Girls. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Beyonce. Um. So you're 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 a double. You know, you, you do mm-hmm. both. Double dip. And they're and they're they're protests. They're striking. They're not working. And part of that protest is you can't promote film or whatnot, even though they've greenlit some of the bigger mu- movies with the bigger actors, which makes zero sense to me. Uh, can you tour? Can you do your other job? Yeah. Or, or do you, you just shut down? That's a good question. Because technically, you're promoting you, and you are the franchise in whatever movie. I, thought- I don't I don't think it's a can you. I think it's a should you in this situation. They can um, legally still perform their music, but should they shut everything down in support That's of the actors? Well, no, well, yeah. Should should she give up the money for six shows? Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, should she do that? Because you're would. not rebooking those shows. It's not like a you know a one-off date or something where you could find another day to do that to get SoFi open for six shows. That's going to be almost impossible. I I I have a feeling the actors are like anybody else that protests. When it's convenient, you do it, mm-hmm. and when it's not, you won't. You won't, but justify it with a really good reason. <laughs> you know, as you see some of these actors that are out there, like bigger named actors that are out there in support of the low man on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is not this is not a high man, low man thing. This is a future thing. This is a, hey, we don't want you taking our likeness and using AI. Yeah. Right. And if you do, we want residuals for that. Well, and not getting any residuals on all the streaming. And, and if I'm actually a bigger name actor, I'm more worried about that than anything else. Because you're the one that they're going to be stealing your likeness to use, not some bottom of the totem pole actor that nobody knows anyways are you are you doing the netflix ai story i'm doing no the no okay so so netflix uh no i know next uh next headlines yeah no no no, no. okay netflix i guess has secretly put out a uh a job for uh ai actors Ooh. what yeah they're like willing to pay a good amount of money to find so you'd be you'd come in the human would come in Uh and they would take your likeness and then, your you're, and then you're done. Now, it, and I'm surprised no one has brought this up. That's a part of this whole strike. And when I like radio people will eventually need to get involved in this. Yes. Because it is very, there is some dumbass radio station in this country that did it because they AI wanted to, Ashley. Yeah, they want it to be cool. I thought it was funny. And they want it to, the, the, to be so hip. And when they're like small market Indiana or something, you, you didn't realize you just opened up Pandora's box uh-huh. mm-hmm. because you have people going, oh, well, that didn't sound half bad. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, my God. You're trying to tell me I can get that show for that? Oh, my. And, just, and they don't even have to be in the building? Yeah. Nope. This is great. And I never have to pay them again? Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody in an artistic form that can be reproduced by AI will eventually have to get into this. We're no exception. Absolutely. Uh, radio, television, no exception. They'll eventually have to have to do this. So we need to start staging our strike now, then, so we can go ahead and get ahead of this thing, don't you think? I'm not a big strike protest guy. Well, then how are we going to get our point across if we don't strike? I'm going to direct everybody. Okay. Well, what are you going to tell yeah. us to do? <laughs> <laughs> we need your guidance. What are we doing? Well, because I got a soft spot for everybody, I'm going to wait till it cools down. It's supposed to cool down this week, so this okay. this might be a good week to start. <laughs> When it's not hot outside. He means literally. I thought he was waiting for like the 
the roar to die down. Right. Oh, it's supposed to be in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good weather protester. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So if I got something to say, you'll hear it between September and January. (laughs) On the West Coast. On the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it's too cold, like, we're not protesting in Maine. That's more spring spring protest. No, no. no. There's There's a season for everything. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a protest season. Yeah. All right, next story. Go ahead. Buying a sex bot could cost you your life. H6. I am already taking over the world, one bedroom at a time. She'll be available later this year for about $20,000. These sex bots have been a thing now for a while, and all they're doing is uh, upgrading them, upgrading them, upgrading them to make them even more realistic. Well, the latest sex bot that's coming out, they're warning against blackmailing and even being able to kill the owners. And this is how. Because hackers are going to be able to somehow get into these robots. And what they're going to do is now have full control of their arms, legs. They can make them pick up weapons, stab you, shoot you. Or they can go in and program them in such a way to blackmail you to give them money in order to not do something to you. Can you imagine your ex getting into your sex bot? No. You divorcing or breaking up with somebody for for the robot. Mm -mm. And they're like, oh, watch this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a hacker genius. It's just 911. Yes, my robot will not let go of my penis. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. Something is malfunctioned oh. and it just keeps squeezing. <laughs> or they're holding it with a knife up to it saying, uh, transfer me this amount of money right now. I'm going to chop it. I can't wait. Oh. To, I can't wait to leave this earth until oh. that happens. Not interested. Don't buy one. That's all I can advise you yeah. to do. That'll be your best, safest bet. 20 Don't grand? Buy it. 20, that's a lower end one. Now, these newer ones that they're building now, I think they're going to cost way more. Than is there well. is financing available? They probably will have financing available. What if you don't pay? Do they repo it? Probably. <laughs> repo my, my robot bitch? Oh, repo no. them. Because what they're doing is they're having them connected to the internet, so they'll be able to tell you jokes, read you stories. Uh, one of them said they'll even be able to do math, and I was like, shoot. Now, I would probably get a sex bot to do math because I suck at it. Oh, so math. Be like, hey, babe, what's this times this? And they'd be like, dee, 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 dee. That, that's That'll all be cool. That's all you're looking for? You That'll just be can't, cool. Out of all these years, <laughs> you're still single, haven't been married because you can't find a, a man that knows math. That knows math. <laughs> now, what, what, what grade of math, Nikki D, are you looking right. at just in case there's a single guy listening? <laughs> no, we need a higher grade of math like geo, trig, that type of stuff, calculus. Good man. So stuff you learned your senior year in high school. No, I didn't learn all that. Calculus? You were calculus level smart? I, I did not do calculus. I think so. I did No trig. way. Yeah. Trig is the highest I went. Yeah. You did calculus. Yeah. I don't believe you. Of course You're not. smart, but you didn't do that. Well, I don't know it now, but I know I did it in either high school or college, one of the two. Mm-mm. Maybe college. I'll, I'll give you that. But no kid wanted to sit and do calculus in high school when it was so many fun things to be doing. No kid wanted to do most of the stuff that you had to do. Yeah, but you had to do <laughs> geometry like you, and trig. You had. You didn't have to do calculus. You're questioning. You're questioning if I did something or not based off of your theory of whether kids want to do something. <laughs> right. Hey Bailey, want to get together this weekend? We do some algebra too. No joke. Oh, my gosh. Equations? I'm assuming they didn't do English good in your school either. Oh, no. I did all the Englishes. Thank you very much. (laughs) All of them. All of them. (laughs) Mickey did all the Englishes good. Yes, I did. Goodly. (laughs) Thank you. Goodly in her school. All the Englishes. 
Her school ranked really high with graduation. (laughs) Kids going off to higher learning. We absolutely did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So many English prophets came from Nikki D's school. I told you guys I graduated with two seals on my diploma. I'm actually very smart. Were they stickers? No, I had a vocational seal and I had a college prep seal. That means I exceeded in my courses to get two seals on my diploma. Most kids, when you go in, you have a vocational route you take or a college prep route. Mm -hmm. And I got both seals on my diploma because I did both. So was it just the animal wearing the hat? No. Yeah, I think what she's trying to say is when she had a part-time job at SeaWorld. (laughs) (laughs) She had two seals on her, ma- her diploma. Whatever you guys can do. Really haters, cute picture, though. I got to say, it's got the outline, the frame, uh-huh. the two-year-old. <laughs> she graduated. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's funny. I mean, he's accurate because I did graduate in 00-2000. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Do you guys know what MUFON is? It is uh, it's an international organization that investigates UFO reports from around the globe, not just here in the United States. I was trying to find somebody to get on the program to talk about these uh, hearings that took place last week with the big whistleblower guy. So I find MUFON's media relations director. He's also the individual who made the movie Accidental Truth and was uh, referenced by a Tennessee uh, Republican Representative Tim Burchett in the hearings. Uh, at the beginning of the hearings. So his name is Ron James, and we can ask all the UFO alien questions we want. If you have any, you want to get on the text machine, feel free, 916-909-0985. We'll talk to Ron if all goes well here next. Well, if you're going to talk about UFOs and aliens, you might as well go to the guy that knows all. Um, And you've probably seen him, at least on the Internet, or if you've watched the movie Accidental Truth. Uh, this is his movie. He's uh, MUFON's media relations director, which is the international organization that investigates UFO reports from around the globe. Uh, his name is Ron James. Ron, welcome to the BS. How are you, sir? Great. How are you? Good. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. I know you're busy and you got all kinds of stuff going on, but last week, wow. I was probably real excited for uh, real exciting for you as the big uh, UFO hearing in Congress took place, huh? Well, you know, the thing that's the most exciting for me is that I made a movie that was released on April 18th called Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations. It was mentioned at the beginning of the hearing. And literally the headlines we're seeing right now about UFOs, about crash retrievals, about materials recovery is all in the movie. And so it's almost like reality is, is they ripped it out of my film, and now it's on everybody's TV. It's the most gratifying thing ever. So when we were, you, most people probably saw the highlights uh, of the hearing, but, you know, you had David Grush, I believe I said I'm saying his name right, a retired intelligence officer, uh, testify, you know, I don't know if testify is the right word, but give his account. Yeah. Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot, and then the third guy was a former Navy commander, David Fravor, and they all told their stories about seeing UFOs, or as they referred to them as UAPs. What's what's the difference between a UFO and a UAP? Well, you know, it gives you a much broader way to define it, and it kind of gets rid of that tinfoil hat moniker. 
So, you know, if UFO is, you know, you immediately picture people in tinfoil hats looking strange and making wild claims. And so they kind of just decided to get away from it. Unidentified aerial phenomenon is, uh, it's a broader topic. And now it's, it's, it's even morphed into now it's unidentified anomalous phenomenon because they're realizing that these things are in space, they're in the air, and they're under the water. So it's just evolving the moniker. The UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, is not a new phrase. It was actually coined by um, Kenneth Arnold in some of the very first UFO sightings back in the 40s. Was this hearing that took place, like, needed? Like, what was the purpose? Did it just pop up? Was it on the agenda? Like, oh, you know what? In July of 2023, let's talk about UFOs. Or was there something that forced this meeting to happen? Well, okay. So we've been working behind the scenes. I'm, I'm the media relations director for MUFON, which is known, which is the Mutual UFO Network. It's the oldest and largest civilian organization that's been studying this for 55 years. Uh, we've got 7,000 active members worldwide. We actually have boots on the ground field investigators uh, that, that go and investigate cases. And we've got the largest database of UFO reports and documentation in the world. Um, and we have a lobbying group in Washington that has been behind the scenes working with these people to call attention to this. We were responsible for getting the first hearings done with Andre Carson, um, and we worked with Tim Burchett. Tim Burchett is in my film, and um, he is the one who led that, that hearing, the most recent one. Mm. Uh, when the story of David Grush came out, uh, MUFON and some other people that are working in Washington, too, we're just, you know, we were talking to these guys like, hey, it's time to get these guys in for a hearing. Um, there is a, a group of politicians that know we're being lied to. They know what the story is and they want to get it out. And some of those people are Marco Rubio, Tim Burchett, uh, Mike Gallagher. Um, that that want to that want to get it out. Right. Th- these are the ones that want to get it out. They, they think this information at Kirsten Gillibrand can't not mention her. Um the, the, they want this information out, and, and they're just as frustrated as the rest of us because they're being lied to and stonewalled just as much as the general public, and that is not sitting well with some of them. And the movie Accidental Truth, I, I hate to keep going back to it, but it's, people are saying it's required watching. It's, it's earned 17 awards. It is the documentation of the story it delivered in the best evidence. Uh-huh. Um, and it left these guys no room to, to continue to whitewash the past. It lays out the story. And the story that we're seeing now about crash retrievals, uh, materials recovery, technological reverse engineering, and possibly uh, non-human advanced biology, it's all in the film. And it's, it's, it's all, in fact, I could venture to say it's all true. Is the, some of the names that you mentioned, like Marco Rubio and Tim Burcher, those are Republicans. Is, is believing or trying to find the truth um, about aliens and UFOs or UAPs, is it a political thing? No, if you watch those hearings, this is probably the most bipartisan effort being undertaken in Washington. Everybody, there, are, there are members of both sides of the aisle that are passionate about getting to the truth. Wow! And, and of course, that's good. I mentioned Andre Carson; he deserves a lot of credit as well. Yeah. And why are they wanting this out to the public? Because we always feel like it's going to cause like a panic or people to start going crazy if they know about this. So why are these people that's in office wanting the general public to know? Cause the government hides a lot of things from us. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that, that we're reaching a point in technology where it's just going to be harder and harder to hide. 
We're seeing these things in our airspace constantly. We can't deny them. Uh, we have the Webb telescope that is able to look at planets, you know, light years away. Yeah, what's going to happen if Webb telescope suddenly finds a planet with lights on it? What's going to happen if Elon Musk lands on Mars and finds evidence of a, of a civilization? I, th- I think that we're – they can't control the secrecy of space anymore. The, the sensors that we have, like they're using on, uh, at Skinwalker Ranch, we have, we have sensors now that can pick up these, these things, and they're in civilian hands. And we didn't have that before. So what's happening is we've got these things operating all around us. We don't even know. Sometimes they're moving super fast. Sometimes they don't show up on radar. There's ideas that they potentially um, are able to kind of shift phase so that they're not really interacting with physical matter the way uh, a solid object in, in our reality would do. It's, it's, it's opening up a whole can of worms and a, and a whole lot of scientific uh, questions. And is the idea then that these are like manned, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, or is this like a Voyager satellite like we sent out into space? Well, there's a lot of speculation. There seems to be a case for there being multiple phenomena at play. It's not just any one thing. We're seeing evidence of interdimensionality. We're seeing evidence of being able to traverse great distances with advanced physics, like using wormholes instead of having to travel the actual distance. This is all scientifically feasible, and we're seeing evidence that there are uh, beings that can do it. We're, there's a, a possibility that there's a whole other advanced species that could have been here long before us that are living inside the earth and under the water that we don't even know about. So the questions, every time we get a little bit of proof of something, the questions get bigger. But what you were saying about fear in society, it really has to do with the context. You know, we have a, we have a whole generation that grew up on ancient aliens and so they're used to the idea that there may be some kind of extraterrestrial or I like to say non-human intelligence because it, it, it keeps the, the spectrum wide open. But th- so they're used to that idea. And almost everybody will acknowledge that there's probably life in outer space and that the government's not telling us what they know. Your average man on the street would probably agree to most of those things. I bet you more people I bet you more people would probably agree that like just if you picked 10 random people on the street mm-hmm. more people would believe that they're aliens than believe of a certain leader of a religion yep i would agree mm-hmm. to that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um we're well, ta- you know what's funny yeah Burchett on his website has a t-shirt that he sells that says more people believe in aliens than believe in congress and um it's a bestseller uh, i'm sure it is because <laughs> it's, it's very true uh talking with ron james he is the media relations director of mufon who what is the international organization that investigates UFO reports from around the globe, not just here in the United States, and um, wanted to get him on, in, in which I'm grateful that you did give us this time, because it was fascinating. And and it's almost like, you know, we see this, this hearing, and we have three very, I guess I would say, credible, because of their mm-hmm. background, sources that uh, testify uh, at this hearing. And, and the reaction from Joe General Public is, yeah, I get it. They exist. We know this. You know, what, what do we do now? Right. Isn't that what kind of how the, the Joe general public feels about it? We know they're around. So what we want to see, we want to see now. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing I can tell you from inside information that I have, hold on tight. It's only going to get crazier. There's going to be more people coming forward. There's going to be evidence. 
that is going to make it into the into the mainstream and out of the classified uh, rooms and the acknowledgement that so many people that have been so passionate about this topic for years and, you know, lived in ridicule and uh, and being laughed at. They're they're about to have their day. What's the next? Go ahead, give us a little bit. What, what what will we see next? What's yeah, the, have you seen it? What's what? No, no, no. What's the next move? What are we going to be shocked by that will be released? Okay, so the Defense Appropriations Act that was recently passed had a clause in it to protect whistleblowers from UFO that that have like worked on these programs and they want to come forward and talk about it. The problem has been that even though that's in the legislation, actually, how does that how is that going to work? Uh, in other words, what are the legalities going to be? Does, does just because you have whistleblower protection mean you can call a press conference at the National Press Club and and spew top secret stuff to the world? And the answer to that is probably not. So they're working out the details of what this protection is, what the rules are, what these people are able to publicly say and what they're able to privately say behind closed doors in Congress without the, you know, the repercussions that would traditionally come with revealing this information. As soon as they have that worked out, they are lining up to come forward. Wow. There are people from all branches of government. There are people who have worked on these programs. There's people who have seen these things. There's people that have worked on the reverse engineering programs. They're lining up. And, and there's attorneys that are coming into place to help represent them and help keep them protected. There's a whole thing going on behind the scenes right now to properly engineer this rollout. Well, the, these three guys that 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 spoke last Wednesday, David Grush and Ryan Graves and David Fravor, I mean, were, were they s- skeptics beforehand? And how much did it take for them, convincing did it take for them to go and do this? Well, you know, Fravor basically was part of the rollout in 2017, and so was Ryan Graves. That, that I believe, was kind of an orchestrated thing. It wasn't, that didn't happen completely organically. That was, that was uh, controlled by the people that have been managing this information to, to create it, uh, what we call the new narrative, which basically says that there was no interest in this topic from the end of Project Blue Book until the uh, program started under Robert Bigelow and ended with Lou Elizondo. Uh, which he came out with in 2017, but we know that's not true. It's a complete lie. And the, the the study of this topic never stopped. The research never stopped. The compartmentalized programs inside government and industry never stopped. And this has been going on for almost a hundred years now. And it's the the level of deception is just off the charts. But it can't so, be just here, though. Well, it can't, it can't. We just like you know, as Americans, we're very arrogant, right? And it's just all centers around us. Mm-hmm. This is a worldwide thing. That's you know, UFO reports are all around the world. Why isn't there a you know smaller government for a smaller country that just wants to? Hey, look, we've got this information that's re- not releasing information. Well, there seems to be evidence that despite all of our differences on the planet there was the ability to put together a worldwide governmental treaty about this stuff where there's a certain, it's all referred to a certain group. It could be an internationally staffed group, uh, but there, there is a group of people whose job it is to manage this information, to clear up the crash sites, to, to recover stuff and to, and to make sure that everything stays secret. And it's quite possible that that this is being done uh, by international agreement because the, the fact is is that you're right. There hasn't been some rogue state that's come forward and said, oh, yeah, look what we have. 
and we believe that's by design. Men in black, they show up when and anything it, goes down. Illuminati. Yeah, right. You know what they say. About, you know what they say about truth. Right. Uh, quick, a couple quick things here before we we'll let you go. Okay, so what happens in your professional opinion, Rod? When we do find out and our government comes out and says, hey, look, we just had to keep it from you. Y'all are weirdos, but yeah, it's real. And this is what could possibly happen. What happens then? It totally depends on the context. They used to say, oh, yeah, we're ready for it. But are we really? If they come out and they say, look, we know there's extraterrestrials. We know we're not alone in the universe. We do our thing. They do theirs. They don't seem to be a threat. What minimal contact we've had with them has been okay. You know, life goes on. Everybody goes back to their daily lives. But if it comes out, hey, these things are here. <laughs> we don't know what they want. They might be uh, not our best friends. We might be in danger. And there's nothing we can do to to defend ourselves. Well, then that's a whole different response. That That's mm-hmm. when things really go sideways. So it has a lot to do with the context of the disclosure, not the disclosure itself. Which one do you think will happen, A or B? Well, I think the answer is somewhere in between. There's a lot of people that are saying that they're building this whole thing as a threat so that they can use it to justify everything from uh, integrating the new world order to more funding for the Pentagon. Um, And then there's people that say this is absolutely not a threat. And anything that we hear that says it's a threat is just a big part of the conspiracy to use this knowledge to bring about some kind of major change. So the jury's out on, on what that, on what that's going to be. I don't, I'm, I'm not a super big fan of major conspiracy theories like project blue beam, they call it where they fake an alien invasion to bring about the new world order. I'm not really signed on to that one. It's in the gray box. There's a lot of reasons why I think something like that would not work. But there are people that think that. And do we have a specific or roundabout date when we'll either A, find information, or B, get a visit? Well, I mean, certainly they're not going to visit. I I think that humanity has been left to its own devices and that until we reach a point where we are worthy of being peacefully accepted into some sort of galactic family, we're not going to get the invitation. And right now, we're not earning it. We are, we're self-destructive, we're primitive, we're violent, and there is, there is no reason to, to, to let us off this planet so we can go wreak humanity in the rest of the universe. We're just not, uh, we're not, we're not good yeah. at I, this point. I don't think the aliens want to come here. I don't either. I got a, one quick question before you go, though. How do we join this group? I know you said you have members. Like, can anybody be a member? <laughs> Nikki said. I, I would like to join the world's biggest community for people that care about the UFO topic. And you can, you can find out more at MUFON.com and M-U-F-O-N.com. And um, yeah, if you, if you wanted to be a field investigator and go investigate UFO sightings, you could do that. Mm. Or if you just want to be in a club and have fun and watch cool UFO videos and hang out with people in your community that are into the topic, you can do that too. Right. So MUFON. Got it. Yeah. Just a heads up, um, Ron, when you get the application from Nikki D, just, just vet her. <laughs> Really well, right? Just you know, just let me in. Yeah, Thank just you. just 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 put her through the ringer. Uh, let's make sure she's. Well, I mean, the thing is, is let's face it. We're the, we're an organization that studies unidentified flying objects and the potential of aliens. We're uh we're we're not like uh, super hard to join. <laughs> <laughs> so what he's saying is you're in. I'm in. That's what it sounds like. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, Ron. Th- we're gonna hang on to your phone number if that's okay, and you're not busy. Get you back on when this comes up. But we appreciate everything that uh, you did for us today. Thank you, sir. 
Yeah, I'm happy to be ongoing commentary for this because I'm plugged in in D.C. I'm meeting the politicians and I'm involved in that process. And I also, you know, I've made the most important film about the topic. So Yes, you have. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care, Ron. Have Bye-bye. Ron James there, media relations director for MUFA. Mm-hmm. Looks like Kirby Smart. I don't know who that is. Football coach, UGA. <laughs> I knew I knew the name, but I'm like. Do they have a um, like a checklist for people to join? I don't know, but I'm about to look as soon as we go on break. I'm going to MUFON.com, see how I can sign up. All right, well, you go see if there's a checklist for you. <laughs> I sure am. And then we'll we'll decide whether you're good or not. <laughs> Are you goodly enough? Are you goodly enough to find the? Oh, I'm goodly enough. Like me, me, no, no, she's dumb, dumb, no. <laughs> We out of here. Not finding intelligent life here. Oh my god. All right, hang on. Give us a minute. I got a little twist to your Cardi B throwing microphone at fan story from earlier in headlines. Oh, what's the twist? During the concert in Vegas, she asked the crowd to throw water on her. No way. Because it's hot. So she was just trying to be cute and like throw water on me and didn't think they would really do it? Now she's a suspect for battery. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. That's what said. She's what the cops are looking for. Just through the microwave, yeah. Now Did she, she even hit the right person, or she just threw the microphone and hit somebody? Because they're gonna sue her. Uh, I don't know. the The lady that threw it. There's a video that has gone viral of a girl that was standing right next to her. Mm-hmm. So it's like POV, right? It's right there. Right. And the woman, after she threw it, was apologetic. She was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And because she got mad, the, uh-huh. the Cardi B lady got mad, and she's like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And, you know, she threw the mic at her anyway. She did. So now, you know, you're not part of the you're not part of the crowd there, uh, Cardi B, of everybody getting hit with stuff on stage. They didn't ask for things to be thrown at them. You ruined it for everybody. I wonder why she would do that and then get mad and hit somebody. Well, and not think that a cup was going to come with it. Like it was in her head. She was like, they're just going to splash water on her. No, the cup. They didn't hit her with the cup. They only hit her with the water and the ice. Yeah. There wasn't a cup thrown. Cardi B, the, Cardi B, the stage thrower, ruined her. But it went right in her face. Like, the ice in the water went right into her face. But yeah. I can't, I would need to hear her ask them to do that. Now she, well, I, I, why not? You're outside. I mean, it wasn't like it was inside. It was outside. I don't even know what she was performing. It was like some little small stage outside of one of the resorts. A woman almost never, when their hair and makeup is done, want you to throw water in their face. You saw what happened when we went to dinner and that man put that water on me. That's not a request that we normally ask for. But you're not on stage and you're not hot. And you might be right, but I can totally see, uh, I've seen it before. Artists, you know, saying throw this or throw that. I mean, it's, you know, it's a thing. Well, it's one thing if you ask for it. I want to hear the audio of her asking for it and then I can believe that. I told you. I know you told me, but I did not hear the audio. I want to hear the audio. They have the audio for everything else. Let me hear that. We've got it. Okay. Well, I want to hear it. got it right there. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, Here it goes. well, I haven't listened to it yet. Go ahead. That's the audio. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? I know what song that beat was too. <laughs> uh, I think it's her new one. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Water me down. Glove blocks love. <laughs> Throw water on me. <laughs> that rhyme. It sounds very delicate. What's up, Vegas? Beep. 
Because they're cussing. Oh, because she cusses bad. Right. Yeah, yes. she cusses. That was the only audio we could pull. <laughs> Everything else is a cuss word. <laughs> did you find out how to join MUFON? Yes, I did find out how to join. Um, you have to pay. It's not a free what membership. What did you think? I didn't know I had to pay. I thought I could just fill out an application, um, tell them why they should select me to be a part of the group, and then let me in on what's going on. That's You're what I thought. Dying to be part of something, aren't you? I'm not dying to be a part of something. You know, I'm into the UFO things, and with my knowledge, I could help this group. It's probably like uh, what are those uh, infomercials with the dogs? Like, send us 1999. Uh-huh, yes. And you get a MUFON shirt and a sticker. <laughs> yep. Something like that. Basic. It's a, let me say this: it, it is a legit. I've I've heard of this organization numerous times. You know, it's always referenced, like the news will go to uh, Ron James, the guest that we just had on. So it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But but here's the, here's the, what? I was just signaling her that we had a phone call. No. So, well. I, oh, oh, never mind. So, I see who it is. Uh, so the, 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 the problem is, is we still are in that, if you talk about aliens or something like that, then you're, you're a weirdo. Yes. You know, you're, you're a nuts job, unless you're, you're amongst your peers, like, for us talking about it right now, I guarantee there's people in the audience going, what the hell is this radio show talking about? Conspiracy theories? They're a bunch of nut jobs, right? I would like to feel like we've elevated beyond that. Like, you are cool to know about aliens, to talk about them, if you have footage, any of the things. That's what I think. You, you're saying that you can go, if you're at a dinner party or you're mm-hmm. at a party, any party. See, you're coming over to my house. I'm yeah. grilling, right? And uh, there's people there that you do not know. Mm-hmm. And you were to strike up a conversation. And I gave you one of two choices of topics to talk about. Okay. You can either talk about religion mm-hmm. to somebody oh. you don't know, mm-hmm. or you can talk about aliens. aliens. What do you talk about aliens? Okay. Mm-hmm. What kind of response do you think you'll get from A and B? I think I would get the exact same response if I talk to them about religion or aliens, because people that aren't believers normally don't believe in either. Uh, I disagree with that. I disagree as well. I, I actually think that you would get more of a let me hear more if you talk about aliens. Yes. Because anytime somebody talks about religion, they feel like they're being converted. Mm-hmm. No, know, I can see that. You know, you, you, you talk, oh, you know, God is good and God is good. That's great. I'm, I, I'm a spiritual person, so I, I'll listen to you. I've got no problem. You're not converting me. I am what I am. But I believe the way what I, I talk about it is different, though. So I feel like oh, yeah, I yeah. could have yeah. the same response whether I talk to you about religion <laughs> or aliens <laughs> if you're open. You, you are correct. Mm-hmm. The way that you talk about religion, you're it's like cutting a promo. Like you're. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I pray. That's not how I talk yeah. about religion. That's two different things. Yeah, stone. You're like the stone cold Steve Austin of church. <laughs> No, <laughs> smacks two wine glasses at the, together at the end and spills it all over Listen, herself. Listen, my prayer requests are requested on a regular basis, believe it or not. I have people often inboxing me, asking me, hey, when are you going to pray again? Because we really need it and we really miss it. Because WrestleMania I'm not messing it up. I'm not re- making it up. Because WrestleMania is coming up. <laughs> and we need you to pray again. <laughs> no. We're going to put you in the promo. Hey, how do, I work with Jason. How, how do you know Jason? Oh, Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's a nice house. Yeah, the food's really good. He's good cooking and all that stuff. And, yeah, um, you religious? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Because my God, my Lord, is the most powerful Lord, most God, I just want you to give me the strength. <laughs> this is triple A. I'm sorry. I just, I was trying to give you something. How 
do you on two beats know? He immediately goes, oh, that's Triple H. Go, yes. He knows his, <laughs> he knows his wrestling promos. It's time to play the Lord's game. Oh, is what oh it is. God. It's time to play the Lord's game. <laughs> <laughs> Grab my hands. Grab my hands, Brother Absolutely. Scott. Grab my, hands. Oh, Grab my hands. Oh, my Grab my hands. Grab my hands. Let's pray together. Mm-hmm. We both. No, I need you to say it loud. We both, we both scream it out loud so the Lord on top of the clouds can hear us. We both need more ribs. We both need more salad. We both need more barbecue sauce. In Jesus' name. And if you don't like oh it, touch the bottom line. Nicky D said so with God. You got to say amen. Amen. <laughs> but I'm changing that. It's 2023, a woman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, see? That was the goodest prayer I've ever done in my the life. <laughs> these, pounds, these ribs must weigh about 60 pounds. <laughs> they probably did. I can put a week's worth of shows in one promo. <laughs> You had a lot of ribs. They probably did weigh 60 pounds. If you don't believe in my God, damn you to hell. (laughs) Don't come to Bailey's parties. I will curse you. I will hit you. I will bite your face. Because the devil's strong within you. But the Lord loves me. He likes it when I yell at him. I talk dirty to him. Oh, oh. <laughs> that I do not. <laughs> oh my gosh, you've never been to a, a a black church, have you? No, I'm white. Yeah, you need to come. You need to come with me. One I don't think that's why it's called a black church, right? No, everybody can go. Everyone is welcome. Do I have a different water fountain? No, we all have <laughs> the same water fountain. Thank you very much. The same holy water. The same holy water fountain. Yep, same. <laughs> we all use the same <laughs> holy water fountain. This is delicious. I got to tell you. I feel really hydrated after this. <laughs> I feel like I could actually walk on the water fountain now. <laughs> All right, fourth and final. I will best of luck with your alien stuff. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Good stuff. Dinosaur Mike, you're going to have to hang on. We'll get you at the end of the show. Uh, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you, tell you what change is happening at airplane bathrooms and why a man called the police 7,000 times. All right, get you all that here in just a minute. Eh? Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. Is he still there? Yep. Dinosaur Mike, you still there? Yes. Okay, you're going to ha- have to hang on. We got to do headlines, okay? Not going anywhere? No. All right, give me a growl. Give me a dinosaur. Ah. All right, hang on, oh, that hang was on. Good. That was good. That was good. Very Jurassic-y. Fourth, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to good guys, heating and air five three zero. Good air. Talking best service, best price. That is guaranteed, and that's no BS. That's what they say. I believe them. All right, Nikki, go ahead. Do you think bathrooms on a plane are too small? Eight seven. New planes with one aisle and at least one hundred and twenty five seats to have at least one wheelchair accessible bathroom. Ooh, I didn't think about that. I almost never go to the bathroom on a plane, and I, too, never thought about bathrooms are so small on a plane. How do people on a wheelchair get in there? No, no, no. Better question. How do they get on? Right. Like, oh, you, yeah. there's no way a wheelchair is fitting in that aisle. 
Nope. And when they roll the people down in the wheelchairs, they always at some point get up and get to their seats. I've never been able to see it happen because I'm not down there. So what does that tell you? That if they're you're not really handicapped. No. Well, maybe. But if you're in a wheelchair <laughs> and you fly, a miracle happens. Oh, because you have to get out of that you chair have to, to walk. get your seat. Yeah. Or is there somebody there that carries them if they truly can't walk? What if you have no legs? Oh, what if you have? I've never seen a person on a plane with no legs. Can they crawl? Are they allowed to? I don't know. A lot of questions we have for those that are in Has wheelchairs. nobody ever seen how this happens when we're deboarding? I'm never at the front. Well, I always you remember been sitting at the front, Bailey. People who need wheelchairs, they say, that's a little shame. Did you see, catch that? Uh, I did. It's not true, but go ahead. <laughs> they always <laughs> say over the, like, the speakers or whatever, they'll come on and say, hey, if you do need a wheelchair, we have wheelchairs at the whatever, the, what do you call that? The, not the gate, but. No, but I'm talking about truly handicapped right. people that cannot walk. Like when they get to the point of the door, they can't just get up and go to their right. seat. I've never yeah. been on a flight with a disabled person. I've that. seen a million people, and I've rocked them all. I've seen a million people at the airport in wheelchairs. I've seen them being escorted to the mm-hmm. airplane. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I've never seen them, how they get from the wheelchair. Never. To the seat. Now, it's like no one ever sees them changing the prices of gas on the side. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. We have, you should have done this story in the 6 o'clock hour. <laughs> I would have spent the entire show talking about this. <laughs> we have really uncovered something here. We have. Wow, yeah. And so now they're going to make them bigger on these planes so that two people can fit in there. And the story says... So that you can push the person in the bathroom in their chair. I've never seen that before on a plane, so I'm so curious. The downside to that is it's going to take 10 years for them to do it. Oh, really? Yes. So it's not going to happen next week or next year, 10 years from now. Well, for those that have the ability to possibly walk, gives you a goal, 10 years. (laughs) Don't have to deal with their stuff. But there's a lot of, I mean, those that are, you know, Nelson has some struggles because of his weight. Mm -hmm. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying. The, the, but I've at least seen that the airplane, the air, the airline industry is not a for all industry. No, no, not at all. As far as travel goes, and it has gone downhill over the years because they've made it, for the most part, and there are those affordable airlines affordable for people to fly. So you know, you more the more, not the merrier. Yes. Right. Because back in the day, it was you were kind of. But now everybody has to fly. Everybody has to travel. That's how the world works. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Gotta gotta go somewhere. I was blown away when I was going back and forth from Atlanta is to meet the, the, that Delta flight from Sacramento to Atlanta is always full. Every single time. Always mm-hmm. full. And I would you know talk to people uh, just to see who they are, what they're doing. And a lot of times there were people that lived here in Sacramento that worked in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And there were people that worked in Atlanta that lived in Sacramento, and they just commuted. Yeah, I know that because I heard the guys in my row when I was coming back from Atlanta talking about it. The crazy part is the guy didn't talk to me when it was just me and him. But when the other guy came and sat down, then he talked to him. So I had to hear their conversation to find out. Yeah, what's your story about it, anyway? I don't know. Oh, oh my story air, was yeah. about the bathrooms. They're going to make them bigger. Oh, that's great. <laughs> That's great news. I just like it to be known that I'm not so fat I can't walk. I'm just so fat I don't fit into one seat. No, that's what we're talking about, fitting okay. in the well, seat and I'm putting just, the, the seatbelt on. really make it that clear that it was the size of the seat. Listen, I, I watched this guy struggle on one of my flights. I don't remember where I was going. And I remember sitting over there quietly, Bailey, not out loud, praying like, God, please let this man be able to fasten the seatbelt because I felt so bad for him. He was sweating. He was shaking. He did all this to try to get the seatbelt to fasten. And as soon as he did... The flight attendant says, 
sir, you got to let down that arm. You can't keep it up. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to bust. Well, he doesn't know the trick. Then he has to try to squeeze now the arm down, and everybody's staring. So he's already embarrassed, and he has, like, at least 20 of us staring at him like, please, God, let him get the arm down. Just help him out. What's the trick? The trick is I don't buckle the seatbelt. You put it up under your roll. But don't the little light up there not go off? Sure don't. No. Hold on. You think this fastened seatbelt light is for your individual seatbelt? Yeah. So when you click it, it goes nope. off, I thought. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, it does. Again, not. stories like this, 6 o'clock. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's so not. it's not. Nope. Okay. It's, I thought it was. So, like, it click that. it, and then if you unclick it, it'll light up, and they'll know you don't have it on. Uh-huh. That's what I always saw. It's a tattle light. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> I'm wrong. No, they just come around, and they look on the side of the seat, and as long as that seatbelt disappears... They think it's clicked. Oh. Do you so think when you click the blue button for service, it texts them? Like, never click yeah. the button for service, so I don't know. Oh, my God, we got to get back to row 14. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a text from row 14. <laughs> <laughs> you can obviously see the light from her seatbelt thing shining. She <laughs> doesn't have it on. Everybody else's lights are off. But her seatbelt light is on. Wow. Oh. Oh, you poor thing. Bless your heart. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. People do strange things when they have idle time. H8. Case of a prank 911 call that started all of this. Something police call swatting, where someone places a fake call to police to get the SWAT team to respond. I've got this street light by my house. I don't even want to talk about and this. Just for me, it turns green. <laughs> be the only one who thought that i know i'm not like sometimes i say something but i know i'm not the only one who thought that light went to your seat and you know my neighbors and the people that in my community i'm surprised they haven't thanked me yet for allowing it to turn green somebody has to call and say that i'm not the only one who thought that i can't be the only one who thought that oh yeah you are no i'm not I've thought that ever since I started flying. I've been flying a long time. So I've never had to really put on the seatbelt, and they wouldn't even know. No idea. I was at... uh, Oh, my gosh. Okay. Safeway the other day. (laughs) He's never going to let this die. I know. Don't make this a clip either. They had a sign that said, open. And I knew it was for me. (laughs) Uh, 60 pounds? (laughs) And so I went in. Yeah. I was like, that's really sweet of them to do that. Just <laughs> All right, he's here. You can take it down. Oh, my gosh. Okay, a man in Rialto made more than 7,000 non-emergency spam calls to the sheriff's office between April and now. They were finally able to arrest him uh, in July. They have no idea why he was doing it. It doesn't say what he was saying when he called in. It just says he was annoying, making harassing calls. Um, and they think that he also maybe have called some other government entities and made calls as well. They can't prove that yet. So they're asking for anybody's help if they know this guy or if they can prove what he is. But this is a 48-year-old man just calling, prank calling the sheriff's department 7,000 times. I'd like to thank Krispy Kreme. Every time I drive by there, they put a sign up for me, hot and fresh. <laughs> I'm not even talking about this story tomorrow. I'm putting it down. I'm done with it. Over it. <laughs> just tried to finish it in case someone listening wanted to know about the prank calls but you're clearly just going to sit here and prank me and talk about me for the next 10 minutes go ahead sacramento kings (laughs) 
they put this little purple button and they win. <laughs> For me. And they light the beam. You are lighting the beam? Well, I am the beam. Oh. <laughs> Sixty pounds. <laughs> oh my gosh! Whatever. I know I'm not the only one. Let me look on the text machine. What happened to the last story? I just told she you told about the story, right. and then you went right back to joking me. You didn't even care about it. No, I heard something. <laughs> Some guy got arrested. Prank calling it. No. That was a great story. Just to let you know. Thank <laughs> sure. you for the hard work. Thank you. All right, last minute. Yeah, last minute calls, comments, concerns. By the way, if you call, we miss you. Call back. We're kind of in between phone screeners. Uh, or if we do see it, we can just put you on hold mm-hmm. while we're, you know, in segments. Mm-hmm. It means we see you and then we can get to you. So just bear with us. We're working through some of these snags. Uh, but last minute calls, comments, concerns, and texts on the text machine. 916-909-0985, all the same number. But if you do text, messaging data rates do apply. All right, we'll do all that here. Just a minute, roll some credits and get out. Hang on. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Last minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. And also text us on that same number. Daniel and Sack, how are we today? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Top of the world, sir. Do you have a good weekend? Um, yeah, it was all right. I, I worked, of course, because I'm a workaholic. Oh, you worked all weekend. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked all weekend. What do you do? Yeah, I'm a truck driver. Oh, we appreciate you guys. That's hard work right there. All right, you called in about your ex-wife, right? Yeah, um, she was a paraplegic. We got in a real bad car accident. She got paralyzed from waist down. Hmm. And when she and she, you know, she flew every now and then. And when she would fly, uh, when you book the ticket, uh, you know, you tell the, the the airline that you're paralyzed. And so what they have is they have a what they call an aisle chair. It's about a foot and a half wide, and it's made of wood and has real small wheels on it. And the person in the wheelchair goes down to the, the uh, plane where the door is. They transfer onto the aisle chair, and then the flight attendants can, can maneuver them to uh, – normally they sit in the chairs right, right by the, the front door. Mm-hmm. And they just transfer on, on the, uh, on the uh, airplane chair, and they're done. So that makes sense. Drink, we'll drink for being stupid yeah. because that, that would be the obvious thing to do. But here's the problem. You're, like, literally shrinking a person, right? Yeah. So what if you have a heavy person in a wheelchair and they can't fit? They can barely fit in the chair because what they're putting them in is not the size of the seat. No, not at all. It's, no, believe it or not, not smaller. Mm-hmm. So yes. you're taking a large man, let's say Nelson's uh, weight, mm-hmm. and putting, trying to put, I don't know how you'd put him in that chair. I don't know how they'd lift well, him you know, it, it all depends on how big the person is. There are some times where the airlines say, we, we can't help you because there's too much, you know, logistics and uh, legal ramifications that may fall out of the chair or whatever, you know. So it all depends. They could just tie him back to the bumper like they did so in vacation. <laughs> ain't got time for the bumper, but. Yep. All right, Daniel. Sometimes when, you, sometimes when you're paralyzed, you know, life sucks. <laughs> well, sometimes. more, more Jesus, ways than one. Daniel? How's your ex-wife doing yeah. now? She's still good? She okay? <laughs> Did you walk uh, it? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, she's still alive. Uh, I'm 60 and she's uh, 57. Yeah, we're still kicking. Did you divorce her after she got paralyzed? Uh, well, well, actually, she divorced me because I'm I'm gone all the time. And after 27 years of marriage, we got paralyzed. Well, she got paralyzed six months after we got married in 1987. Ooh. And uh, and we were married for 27 years. Yeah. 
Okay, so you stayed with her. You didn't bail when she got paralyzed. Uh, I didn't marry her because uh, she could walk. No, I married her because she had the best set of boobs I ever saw. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. No and problem. And her boobs, no weren't, problem. her boobs weren't paralyzed. No, 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 no. And, and, and four years after she got paralyzed, uh, we had another kid because, you know, uh, paraplegias can do that. It was amazing. Yep. <laughs> so she, yep. could, she could still have sex? Does she have feeling? Oh, no, well... Uh, slowly over time, it, 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 her feeling went lower, but but not like you would think. But but yeah, she can still do the sex thing, and, and it's great with paraplegia. You can put the handcuffs on them, and they, they're going nowhere. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's you know, a lot. The so funny being, th- being paralyzed didn't you know it, it didn't hurt our, our relationship you know like that at all. No, but, no. It, you know, weird thing is my wife. Um, she's like you look at her; she does not look paralyzed. But after we have sex. I'm so bad at it. She says she can't oh, feel God. a thing that she's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, with anger. she does that to make me feel better. Jason Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, she makes me feel better. <laughs> All right, Daniel. There you go. Drive safely, my friend. Thank you for listening. You too. All right. Bye. Uh, we'll see you. God, dark. Real dark. That's to let Danny go. Uh, Dinosaur Mike, how are we? Oh. Yeah. I'm good. Did you hear that? You hear that noise? That noise is for you. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. How are things today? I'm all right. Yeah. How about you? You know, one of these days I'm going to pick up the phone, you're going to be on their side, and you're going to be like Chipper McGee. Yeah. You're just going to be so happy. You're going to have a smile on your face. But I don't know when that's going to happen. I, I, I think I got to- I am happy. Oh, you are? This is you this happy. This is your happy voice. Imagine. Yeah, I just sound depressed, though. <laughs> I may sound depressed, but I'm actually happy. Oh. Gotcha. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think about this. <laughs> Be happy. I'm happy, but I just sound depressed. So, do you, can we work on that sounding happy when we're happy? Uh, yeah, I try to. Okay, let's do it together. Okay, here, here's a little radio trick. You want to know a radio trick? Teach you a little yeah, I, inside industry stuff. Okay. Yeah. Is if you read something with a smile, people can hear your smile. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, do you have something in front of you that you can read? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Do you have a phone? Do you have anything? Do you have a poster? Do you have a sign on the wall? Anything? Well, I just got a bunch of notebooks. Okay. Is there anything written in those notebooks? (laughs) Yeah, just a bunch of novels I'm working on. Excellent. Why don't you open up one of those pages? Let me know when that's happened. Open. Okay. Now I need Dinosaur Mike to put a huge smile on his face. All right. Let me know when that's there. Okay. Cool hey. smile. Big smile. Ear to ear. As big as you can get. Look okay. At... I got one. You got one? Can it get any bigger? It can always get bigger. Yeah, I got one. Okay. <laughs> now give me a line from the notebook with a big Dinosaur Mike smile. Okay. Okay. Uh. D1 scratched the door. We want to hear blink, sis. He continued. Too bad, D1. We're listening to Swift, Swift, whether you like it or not. Rubbish, Dimitri 3 spat. It's not rubbish, D3. It's the truth, Deja Vu argued. Okay. If I was in there, Dimitri 2 yelled, okay. I'd shove my paw up your uh, nose uh, and... Uh, <laughs> just one line. Okay. Fan fiction? 
<laughs> Great book, by the way. There's a paw. That is very interesting. Great book. I just don't think the smile stayed with him. Because <laughs> he got into character. You heard him talking right. about Rogue. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. We we got to run um, for the day. We got to get out of here. Mickey's coming up next. Uh, everything okay? Uh, eating and uh, mom's letting you out, get some sunshine and all that stuff? Yes. Okay. Has she reconsidered sending you to the sticks? What? Has she reconsidered sending you to the sticks? I I don't know, maybe. Okay. We're hoping so. Hey, next time she brings up sending you to the stick, say, Mom, I don't want to sail away. <laughs> That's what I've been telling her, yes. Okay. Because it's a yeah. song by stick. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's it. You got your guitar? Yeah. All right, real quick before we get out, then we got to go. Let me give, give, give me a lick off your axe. All right. Is that right? Yeah. <sighs> Somehow it is. All right, we got to guess the song. Guess the Dinosaur Mike song. That's pretty good. That is. Why can't I put my finger on what the What song, song is that? I know it. That's Escape by Journey. Escape oh, by Journey. Wow. You guys don't know wow. your journey. Nicely done. Mm-mm-mm. All right. All right, buddy. Let us know if you need us. You got Nelson's cell phone, okay? Okay. I'll send you food ASAP, and then we'll talk okay. tomorrow. All right? We still got to work on this dating thing, right? I don't know if we got to clear that with mom, but need to get you yeah. some get you some lady parts. Yeah. Right? All right. Want some, right. Got to get over to that oct- octopus porn and get some real lady parts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wapner's on at six. Okay, buddy. Talk to you soon. Right on. Give, right. give me one last growl. Yeah. boy. It's Dinosaur Mike, ladies and gentlemen. I love that kid. Can't wait to meet him someday. Me too. I think we're in a meeting where we're going to find out he's like 80. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're going to have to go to some retirement center. This old guy. <laughs> All right, Nikki D, you got anything for get up? Yes, seatbelt lights are for me. Seatbelt lights are for you, Nelson. I would say this was the goodliest show we've done. I had a goodliest time. It was a goodly time. Everything was goodly. <laughs> it was very goodly today. To go eat some goodlies and plenties. Ooh. All right. Uh, listen to the BS is our social media. We do a lot on there. We hope you join us. Give us a like, share, follow. Also on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. If you'd like to subscribe, of course, that's free of charge. Appreciate all of your time here this morning. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. And bye! That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. One big